Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everyone. After uh, multiple stops and starts, Amy and I have established a new method of recording. It's called remote recording. We It's something right. Amy and I invented. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully we're coming in loud and clear for you guys. Uh, <laughs> Riley came down with a case of uh, the old uh, SARS-CoV-19. Yes. 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 I got COVID-19, um, which I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with it. But um, yeah, I went to Saddle Ranch on Friday, last Friday. And I guess I was just trying to test my immune system a little bit and just see what it could uh, put up with. And it turns out that COVID was lingering there. I mean, not to... Oh, yeah. not to... I mean, honestly, warning to all, like, there's nowhere you're more likely to get COVID than the Saddle Ranch bar. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is where. Strip. Yeah, it's where. Just for you know, our Vanderpump Rules heads, that is where uh, Sandoval and Raquel had their first intimate conversation after the Mondrian guys night. Oh wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so I don't know if. Yeah, anyway, so I went there <laughs> independent of that. I was stricken with COVID, and so Amy and I, so that we're not in the same room together, and I, I keep spreading COVID throughout Los Angeles. We're doing a remote recording using this amazing software yeah we can you know go live from all around the globe so this is perfect for us to learn how to do for when we have emergency happenings uh while we're globe trotting that exactly and also for maybe uh bravo figures that are not in the los angeles area like someone like i don't know hypothetically like kyle cook um or like carl radke they can just sign on to this uh, whatever this platform is called, and then we could have remote recordings with them because we don't want everybody That's to right. go to Amy and I's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, how about uh, maybe there's one person we need to have a conversation with, uh, one Ramona Singer. Yes. Yeah, I. you're right. Um, I want to sit her down. I want to send her a Riverside, <laughs> this Riverside link. <laughs> Say, Ramona and Avery, you need to join Amy and I for a major discussion on what the hell happened over there on your guys' end. Um, yeah. yeah. So do you I'm, want to fill I'm, people in for the turtles that aren't extremely online? Maybe some of them haven't heard the news. Sure. Yeah. If you are a listener of our turtle time and you love it and you're so sweet to us and you didn't also hear that Ramona Singer... Uh, created a rival podcast also called Turtle Time with her daughter Avery. Well, that happened. Um, we found out about that. What day was that when that happened? Tuesday. I was sick as hell. I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I had COVID <laughs> fog. I could, be, you know, I was having trouble. 
um, all the symptoms of COVID. And then I find out that Ramona and Avery have created a rival podcast, um, sort of, you know, sort of really like um, taking it to to you and I a little bit, you know, like sort of a, yeah, almost I'm taking a, it. Yeah, I'm taking it personally. I I have chosen to believe that it's a direct challenge to us and yes. uh, they want to rumble. I mean, yeah, they want to rumble. They want it with us so bad. I also think you couldn't have not seen the, the emerging uh, Turtle Time uh, star podcast arising on the internet over the last two months if you just even googled for one second turtle time podcast am i correct in assuming that or am i being too braggadocious about our impact (laughs) i mean one would assume that they would do a cursory search the way that we did um you know we did uh before uh you know having our naming ceremony we checked the trademarks we checked the uh the podcast circuit and uh guess what ramona her turtle time trademark has been dead and abandoned since 2011 and it was only in the t-shirt category so yes in our minds we were free and clear uh you know rms fashions dead and abandoned trademark for turtle time so we thought all right well she seems kind of over it uh let's move forward with this iconic uh line and then she got a little Something was in the air. She was like, if if I can't have a Turtle Time podcast, no one can. Yes. Yes. I, 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 Yeah, I really think there's something to that. I mean, of all the podcast names, and I tried to workshop a few of them, like to offer them uh, to them. But yeah, they went with Turtle Time, which, you know, um, I didn't know she still had this association with Turtle Time. I mean, so far we haven't heard from their people or podcast one. Um, You know, if we didn't know about this, we would just continue on with our lives and continue making, you know, beautiful episodes of our podcast without even knowing that this had happened. Right. Yeah. I assume, I don't know. I feel like they would have come for us already if they had any grounds, but uh, we'll see if there's any little turtle attorneys out there. uh, Give us some advice. (laughs) I know that we have have Jimmy is um a lawyer but when in fact he is a realtor so we need a real lawyer (laughs) do you think there's yes yes do you think there's any um like avery and ramona uh fans which i know they they have fans but i'm saying do you think anybody tuned into turtle time this beautiful friday morning was like where the hell is ramona (laughs) do you think yeah i hope so we should check our stats and see if we had a spike uh once they announced uh to see you know i hope that this causes a healthy rivalry and uh you know some people yeah find us accidentally and choose to stay um hopefully not vice versa uh i personally doubt that anyone would choose to stay over there in that mar-a-lago vibes podcast yes do you think they're recording at (laughs) mar-a-lago yes they they record at mar-a-lago the way we record at villa rosa okay um yeah i (laughs) like i I agree sanctioned yeah i mean i'm fine i'm honestly fine with there being two like really like deeply i'm okay with it as long as there's not confusion in the marketplace and you know what I mean, which I guess there there will be, but I mean, I don't right. know. I don't I don't mind I mean, there being Yeah. Yeah. They they did make theirs turtle time with Ramona and Avery or whatever. Um so 
that at least is technically a different name because it's like includes their names, uh, which yes. actually makes ours. We are the the Turtle Time podcast. Right. And we don't even have to have our names associated with it. We just have, you know, that trademark. So yep. we we don't know what's going to ultimately, you know, happen with this, when the cease and desists will start flying, when lawyers will, will get involved. We're just hoping it doesn't come to that. We're hoping that there can just be two harmonious turtle times. And, you know, this podcast that we started, I mean, truly based on, you know, Amy's two beautiful turtles, um, Tuffy and Stella, and the time of year when they, um, you know, come out of their hibernation, that was really the impetus for turtle time. And so hopefully there's just, there's such a separation in terms of what turtle time means. And we want to be your turtle time forever, the turtle time you love. And if you have to dip into Ramona and Avery's turtle time, that's okay. I think there's enough room for both. Yeah, I'll let you be the nice one. I say I draw the line. If if you listen to okay. the other turtle time, don't call me a friend. Okay. All right, fine. All right. Well, I mean, we can have yeah, of course. We have two different philosophies on how to treat this podcast. I do know one thing that we have rallied around, and I think I'm not breaking any news here. Um, but we have settled, I think, Amy and I, we might maybe be workshopping it a little bit, but I think we're rounding the corner on calling our jackholes. Uh Amy and Riley's certified stinkers. And yes. if they are truly awful and they warrant something above the level of stinker, it's called Amy and Riley's certified shitheads. If you're a <laughs> shithead, that's ba- bad. I mean, that is yeah. game over. I, I don't know how you're getting out of that without like a personal apology to Amy and I. No, yeah, that's bad. Um, I did notice uh, in the comments, a lot of people were calling them Avery and Ramona Stinker. They said it, not me. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I didn't say anything bad about them either. But I think that we can both say right now, officially, our first certified stinkers are Ramona and Avery. I'm not calling them shitheads, right? (laughs) Wow. We'll see. Right now, we'll place them at stinker. But if legal action happens, we might upgrade them. Yes. Yes, if it gets to legal territory, you better believe we might have shithead unlocked to unleash on them. But right for right now, you heard it here first. The first official Turtle Time Amy and Riley certified stinkers are Ramona Singer and Avery Singer. Why did you start a Turtle Time podcast when you know there's a beautiful established podcast hosted by Riley and Amy who are big fans and a positive shining light in the Bravo universe and you co-opted our title what like what the heck yeah it's like come on guys like i we're you know putting positivity out in this universe we have our beautiful turtle community yes like oh wonderful fans five star reviews that you guys have been so generous with only one hater bad review which (laughs) Uh, Amy and I are figuring out exactly who that is. And when we find out, you better believe you are a certified stinker as well. Um, we will be taking legal yeah. action. We, yeah, once we get legal uh, teams set up, we are going to be the most litigious community in the world. And, and I, uh, Amy, if you don't mind, I'm going to add a cheering sound effect to when I declared Ramon and Avery. So do you mind just holding for 20 seconds? For a clip? Is that okay? Yes. And so with that, (laughs) and so with that, 
Amy and Riley have officially dis- declared that Ramona and Avery are our first certified stinkers. Oh, wait. Hold on one second. Oh, my God. It's not playing. Hold on. It's loading. Hold on. Okay. Wait. Wait. Okay. All right, I'll do that again later, but there is this cool sound box <laughs> feature that I have access to that's not working <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know what? Maybe uh, maybe later I'll just add in cheering. But anyway, imagine you heard uproarious cheering right then. Yes, okay. I, I can imagine it perfectly. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, these 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 sound these sound the sound bar is not working. So um, anyway, that could have been a, a beautiful moment, but maybe we'll add in and post and have the cheering. I love when we always say we're going to add stuff in post and we've never added anything in post. So we'll see. (laughs) We just like are like scrambling to get it live. Yes. I have. So I have two small, quick things to talk about before we get into uh, this episode, which I don't even want to spoil my thoughts on it yet. But I have two little pieces of information. You know about it. It's the buzz button mystery, and it's also an update on if Tom has a Tom Sandoval has a stench. But do you have anything you wanted to <laughs> add into this uh, segment before we go straight into our recap? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, go right ahead, and I'll let you know if anything okay. comes to me. Okay. So wait, I think this cheering is loaded up. So let me just really quickly play one second of it and just see. Okay. Oh my gosh. You No. Okay. No. It's not. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm not trying that again. I can't I can't believe this. I'm in Riverside FM. I, I tried to use your sound bar on the first remote recording that Amy and I ever did and it the cheering did not work. So this is we'll a, be a taking support legal issue. action. <laughs> so you better hope that Amy and I never ever get a legal team. <laughs> okay. Um so my oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I want to put together like the succession legal team and just have them on retainer <laughs> and like sick them on everyone who has ever betrayed us. Yeah, for real. And also, there has to be some pro bono, amazing lawyers that want to just get in the mix on this podcast rivalry. If you want to be pro, moto, pro <laughs> bono and be regarded <laughs> as a hero in the podcast Bravo community, sign up for yeah. Amy and I, and we've got you skyrocketing to the moon. We'll advertise you every single second you're on Turtle Time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I actually, my friend was saying that we should write into, have you heard of that podcast, The Bravo Docket? No, 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 no. It's um, it's like two Bravo fans who are attorneys, and they talk about like you know all of the legal stuff, like you know. Oh, like I like that. The oh, I like Jen that. Shaw trial and like Erica Jane and like all of that stuff. Um, oh so wow! I feel like we should get in touch with them and like do some cross promo. <laughs> that would be amazing. What about a combo episode or what a crossover ep where we talk about this, this you know legal battle that we're potentially going to be in with Ramona and Avery. Yeah, I think they would love it. We should maybe after this we'll email them and see. Yes. Yes, let's do it. And then I am now going to segue into this one little update that I have, which I think that the Bravo community needs to know and it's my theory. So there's been this controversy surrounding Tom Sandoval in addition to Scandoval that he has smelled bad throughout his entire life on the show. You, Amy, you're familiar with that. 
Yes, it's I've specifically seen it on TikTok spreading like wildfire and I could never confirm or deny. Yeah, so he they say that he radiates a stench which is noteworthy <laughs> and they've said it multiple times and I've been around Sandoval twice and he didn't stink to high heaven. I didn't even notice a smell radiating from him at all and it was on a day when he had every uh, it was completely warranted for him to stink and he didn't <laughs> if you're wondering what time that was uh we saw him at pride we saw him oh, yeah. i've seen him just like sweaty um i think after he's like performed we saw him at tom tom there's no stench that radiates off of him and then uh sheena said officially i think on watch what happens live that she's known him for 12 years and he has never stunk uh, to her, which I think you have okay. to take Sheena into account, what she says that she's never smelled him. Right. I mean, Jax it, usually disagrees, but I, I trust Sheena more. But Jax said that he stinks like cigarettes and coffee and Red Bull. And that's like, that's what anybody stinks when they've had those things. <laughs> I wouldn't classify that as a stench, right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound good, but I guess uh, BO is just a totally different thing. <laughs> yes. yes i when i when i hear that he smells bad i think he has a body odor that is undeniably um you know around and i don't think coffee breath and cigarettes it's like that's you can't really control that and i don't think that's an overwhelming stench so anyway that's i just wanted okay. to say that I, I don't know if we needed to talk about that but i just thought it's interesting that i think that's that's what people are equating with him smelling really bad Okay. Did I tell you that um, I also was near him at Pride? And did I tell you that, um, you know, how they do that thing where he gets on the bar and pours like liquor in people's mouths? Yes. Um, I did. I did that. He well, did no, that no, 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 no. Say, oh, he did? You got liquor poured in your mouth from him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What was it? <laughs> I think it was like the Vanderpump vodka. It might have oh, okay. had like yeah, a mixer, you... like pre-mixed and when he bent down to lean over you, there was no stench odors or stink lines? <laughs> Not to my knowledge, but I was in a sea of like people in tank tops, so it would be hard to say whose stench it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I forgot to have a warning at the beginning of this that I have labored breathing from COVID, so if you hear me uh, huffing air to try to breathe into the mic, that's what that is, and I'm so sorry, but that's the only way I could record this podcast, so I'm so sorry. Um, but anyway, do you think that that is like the case closed on Tom stinking, or, or are you still thinking not enough evidence? Um, yeah, it did always kind of feel a little bit like a witch hunt, uh, yeah. like people were trying to like take him down. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like, to say that he I was stinks. always like... Yeah, like that just seems like an easy, like mean thing to say. Um, I agree. I do. I mean, I bet I wouldn't be surprised if it was based off of him smelling like cigarettes and booze, like because he is low key smoking all the time, including on this yes. new episode. Yes. Um, they don't like feature it very heavily. No. I don't know if they have he, rules about that. But no, I think he does a can, good job of. He, I think he does a really good job of keeping it away from camera, so he's not just smoking like in pivotal scenes. Yeah, they kind of kept it out of frame this week. And then there's been like a few moments in the past. Like I remember, I think it was it like the New Orleans episode uh, when like him and Kristen have a heart to heart. They're like on a smoke break, which like yeah. always feels a little bit like, ooh, like we get to see like because it feels 
you know, even on housewives too, whenever it's very rare to see a housewife smoking. So when you do, it feels very exciting. It could also be Bravo not wanting to advertise uh, cigarette use among their cast. So I think you're, there's yeah, some validity. it might be like an yeah. advertising thing or something. I don't know. But I think it's mostly just that people don't want to be seen that way. You yeah, know? but Sandoval is ripping cigs uh, all throughout Vanderpump <laughs> Rules in the background of every scene. You just have to like really look at it. I mean, he is a frequent uh, cigarette smoker. Um, but I don't know. I yeah. mean, I, I, I guess for me, if I'm classifying someone as a odorous person i couldn't i wouldn't call them the things that they're like consuming you know yeah um yeah i guess there's like a difference between like i don't know (laughs) like i mean we've discussed this (laughs) we've discussed this before i hate to bring it up but multiple housewives have accused lvp of having halitosis which i always hated as well i thought that was so mean too. I don't think that could be true, but I don't know. I think it's so mean when they say that. I know. It really feels like below the belt. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she has bad breath at all. And I think they're just being... That's how they can get at Lisa with these like very, very... Um, you know, I don't know what that's kind of called, but just like these silly remarks to like get at her image or something. I don't think she stinks. <laughs> the only thing worse was when... Um, Brandy accused Joanna Krupa from Miami Housewives of having a smelly vagina. Oh, she did that? that? When did she? No. When did she do that? (laughs) They were in a feud. I think it was like Watch What Happens or something. Like they were like had a Twitter feud and then Brandy was on Watch What Happens. And Joanna used to date Muhammad Hadid. Oh, and he said it. (laughs) Brandy was like, well, Muhammad tells me that your pussy smells so. Oh. And And then she, she sued her for it. Oh, good. Did she win money? I don't remember if they settled or if it got dropped or whatever, but again... Muhammad had to go into court. Yeah. (laughs) Muhammad had to defend his statements in court. Uh, I think that's (laughs) awful that Muhammad said that. That is so horrible. Such a low blow. I don't think people should talk about when people stink. I mean, it's... Muhammad is a sicko. Yeah, I think he's a... Yeah, I think he's a total uh, sicko, but... I love... um, Okay, well... (laughs) Over the course of this conversation, we've discovered that many stink-related plot lines. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot. Um, Okay, and then going into it now, we are pivoting away from the stink section. (laughs) That was the stink... That was the stinker uh, minute. That that was when we declare a stinker. And we also talk about the most stink-related controversies in Bravo history. And now we are quickly pivoting to what I think was a little bit of fun. So we start with horribleness. We get into a little bit of fun, which was that I was watching Winter House Season 2, Episode 5. It's when Sandoval and Schwartz come to Winter House. And they are offering the whole cast of Winter House buzz buttons that which we looked up why James Kennedy called uh Schwartz Mr. Buzz Button in last week's episode but I was very confused by it you were confused yeah. too it just seemed very out of uh place it didn't seem like a good insult it didn't make any sense mm-hmm. to me yeah um yeah so then uh when I and then people actually on I think was was that message sent to us on Patreon or was that on Instagram someone Helped I think us it out. was an Instagram DM. Yeah. Um, someone, what was it? It was like a season seven callback. Um, yes. Uh, do you remember exactly what it was? I don't have it. Was that Tom Tom? 
it was that yeah me neither um but we loved that message amy and i sent it to each other it was so sweet yeah that tom tom has incorporates buzz buttons in their cocktails and so when tom and tom go out for the weekend to go party or something they're like hey we left the things you need to make a cocktail. We also left a bunch of buzz buttons for the cocktail. So there's just an ethos around buzz buttons at TomTom. And then they're so into them that they even took them to Winter House on a, on a trip, right. you know, across the country. Right. So, yeah. So I think so that... You yeah, were just ahead. watching Winter House as you do, and you realized this and you were shaken to your it, core. It, Yes, it just so happened. I wasn't doing research. I'd almost given up on the buzz button mystery. I was like, okay, yeah, something about cocktails. He looks like a buzz button. He meant Buzz Lightyear. Like, I had no clue. There's a lot of yeah. buzz buttons. Like, But the, the fact that they are so associated with buzz buttons that they brought him to Winter House, that seemed to unlock it for me. Tom Schwartz must just talk about buzz buttons all the time, and James just thought that was a good insult for him, which makes sense now to me. Yeah, I would have. I mean, I feel like the cocktail related insults are more apt for Sandoval um, because yes. he's like Mr. Mixology rather than Schwartz, but they do own a bar together. So it works both ways. But Sandoval, I would say, is more of a Mr. Buzz Button than Schwartz is. I agree. Sandoval seemed to be like more in thrall with Buzz Buttons, especially in that Winter House episode. Um, yeah. Not to, not to pivot fully into Winter House, but have you watched all of Winter House? Yes. Did you love it? um yes i i get a little i don't know quite how i feel about the crossover of it all like yes. it feels a little forced um yes. like when like the toms drop in um yes. was it that episode have they dropped in more than once or just no once? they didn't come in season one they only came in season two for about two okay. episodes it felt like they were literally there for like 20 hours like yeah uh, they yeah. just it, left it, immediately it, it, it felt weird. We've talked about this before. When you're watching a show and you're so tuned in to other cast members, it's hard to watch other cast members come in because you're kind of like, I like the relationships between the people I'm watching. I don't want to see people from other... Like I felt this when Vanderpump Rules came on season three of Summer House, even though I love Vanderpump Rules as much as any show in the world. Even when the Vanderpump Rules people came on to Summer House, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm liking the Summer House relationships. I don't need this like forced entry of these other personalities. To Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. That's it's, how I felt. It's, it's disruptive. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just I'm on a Winter House journey. I I really do like it. I think I only have experienced Craig and Austin in this Winter House environment, and uh, I liked no. Austin the first season, but Craig this season, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't I oh don't like this man at all, and I haven't seen any good moments on Southern Charm. But Craig comes in like a wrecking ball in Winter House. He's like he's like daring Paige to like break up with him, like. Throwing yeah. stuff, breaking things, screaming. Like when he yeah. comes in on like the first episode and tries to buy his way into the master bedroom with cash. Yeah. Yeah. He talks what? about his wealth a lot. He 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 brags about his wealth constantly throughout the, like, the that what season. Wealth? He he sells pillows. Like how much money could he have? Like actually. Yeah. 
I didn't even know that. But Kyle's energy towards him is amazing. Kyle's like fed up with him off after like night two or three. He's like so mad at him. But Kyle's like really nice, so he's keeping the peace. But I love Kyle's reaction to Craig. Anyway, I didn't want to go on full blown winter house because we've got a crazy episode, but I just wanted to let you know where I am in my journey and let the audience know where I am in my journey. No, yeah. I think I might have brought this up last week or maybe it was on the Patreon, but my favorite part about that, even though I do really like Paige, um, I don't know how far I think you're pretty far on Summer House. Uh uh but uh, Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I I am like everyone so, Oh sorry. I'm I was just going to say I'm at the very final season. Sorry to cut you okay. off, but I I'm I'm at season 7. So Carl and Lindsay are just beginning a relationship. Okay, so you're super far. So yeah, just yes. when Craig comes to Winter House and starts like causing havoc, it gave me such happy feelings that Paige then had to put up with his bullshit um, and make everyone else, um, you know, like she has to defend her partner the way Amanda has had to for like seven seasons. And it's like, yeah, yeah guess what? It sucks. Like no yeah, one totally. wants to be accountable for their partner's shitty behavior, even though Craig is a billion times worse than Kyle has ever been. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was gonna say, um, Kyle is charming when he's drunk and is fun, yeah. and typically, for the most part, is fun and charming and can get away with like being a silly drunk. Craig has no redeeming qualities when he's drunk. He's just awful, and he hasn't been redeeming even when he's not drunk. So it's like right. even worse that Paige has to discuss her partner and and clean up after him. He's throwing broken glass around the house and making people step in it without cleaning it up. I'm like, what is worse then, than that? And they're like, can you please not do that? And he goes like, I'll hire someone to clean it up. Like such an yeah. asshole. Shocking. I, like, yeah, shocking. And so far, the Southern Charm guys seem like they're just like meaner than all other Bravo people. Like they just have more of a mean spirit, which I'm not used to. Yeah, I feel like it's interesting because when I just rewatched Southern Charm, Austin's first season on Southern Charm, he's actually like very much a sweetie. Um, yeah. Like I really like him and he has like an emotional storyline with his family um and it's like very nice and then like as time goes on he kind of becomes more of a playboy but yeah there's something rotten in the south like shep is rotten as well I, yeah i've I heard i think you've yeah he's just there's something the ghosts of the south's past is haunting them all and like it's just bad vibes yeah yeah i got i got real bad vibes from from austin and craig especially the second season of winter house it's like a full 180 from the the first season of winter house but um yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to, you know, are you ready to dive into this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules? Yeah, it's a banger, dude. Uh, absolute banger. And and I've almost, I almost am like, like, uh, I wish that I hadn't ranked other episodes so high throughout this because this, this is what 10 out of 10s are reserved for. This, yeah. this was a masterpiece. This was beautiful. This was powerful. <laughs> yeah, there was so much going on. I literally, I watched it last night and then I watched it again this morning and I was taking notes like a true like lunatic, like writing shit down in my notebook. Like, <laughs> Same here. Same here. I, I fully broke down the final two scenes, like almost step by step, just because Me there too. were so... I wrote like Schwartz, Lala, Lala, Schwartz. Yeah. Like I wrote like a script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was me. Yeah, same here. It was so 
good. It was, you know, it brought me reminiscent of, of early seasons of Vanderpump Rules when everyone is fighting, when it's so chaotic. I mean, getting them together for those those two scenes, um, you know, oh, yeah. it was just so amazing to see them going at it like that. And just all of the uh-huh. drama between them was was very good. Um, yes. And then that just the hints of Scandaval that we're getting too, you know, throughout the, all yeah. the earlier episodes. It's heating up. Um, so yes. this is season 10, episode 12, Beach Don't Kill My Vibe, um, which this is, personally was very exciting for me because this might be the first episode mostly taking place in the South Bay, my home town, my home region. They go, they're, they're hanging out in Hermosa Beach. I know exactly where they are. And now we need to go there as well. But that's a little bit later. But first off, that was very yes. exciting well, to me. Yes. Have you been to Tower 12? I don't know how long that's been there. I feel like that's like newer. I could be wrong. I might get yelled at. I don't hang out at the Hermosa Pier very often, um, but we should go now because I want one of those tiki bowls. <laughs> Me, uh, no, no. I want to go right now. I wish we were going to Hermosa Beach. Once once COVID has left my body, let's do a Hermosa Beach day. I loved Every, you know, everything they did. I can't believe that you have that personal connection to it. I love it. I wanted to go there so bad. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good choice. When I go to the beach, I go to Hermosa Beach. Um, I like it. It's chill. It's a nice beach. Um, so I was excited when they said they were going there. Um, but we will get to that. Uh, we will start out. It starts out, as always, in their apartments one by one. It, they always yes. just want to remind us that they all live in apartments. Um, yes. Schwartz is using a juicer to make a pineapple drink and fucking it up three ways from Sunday. Yeah, the the um the little pulp of the juice starts uh, splurting out a little bit. I guess too much, he can't handle it or whatever. But he's making a cocktail. I thought he was juicing. Uh, I was he making a juice for himself to drink, or was he adding that to a cocktail? I think there was booze involved because uh, then Katie is doing the same thing. Um, but she's yeah. making a vodka Celsius, which sounds fucking awful. <laughs> oh, I've had one of those Celsiuses before. Have you had one of those? Jimmy's like obsessed. He drinks them every day. He's like a fiend for energy drinks. I like cannot deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. My my friend um, Pete is also a fiend for Celsius. I got one free at like the Los Angeles Book Fair one time. They were just passing it out to start a Celsius craze. And so I had one then and I had no idea that was what she was drinking. So that's kind of fun. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oof, like a morning a morning vodka Celsius is really intense. Like she must, I don't know. That's really dark. <laughs> but when you think about it though, energy and then the hair of the dog element. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting. I mean, they were really, they were all so hung over from the classic cat. Apparently Lala's birthday yeah. must've gotten fun after they stopped filming. I guess so, yeah, because what, from what I saw, it didn't look that exciting. Um, but yeah, Allie and James also, they were truly fucked in bed drinking out of a water jug. <laughs> that was awesome. Very relatable. Uh, James said, what do we do today? <laughs> and Allie said, die. <laughs> I really like that. I mean, immediately made me think of the Ariana and Tom uh, preview where he goes, do you want anything? And she goes, for you to die. Exactly. I love that. I love that they both made that same reference. That was, yeah, that was amazing. Um, yeah. So, so Lala comes in, Katie's got a hair of the dog. She's got Chick-fil-A for them to eat. Yes. She talks about how fun classic cat was. Um, 
Satchel and uh, Katie apparently went full blown nonstop make out the entire time, the entire night. <laughs> Lala said, I couldn't even see your guys' faces. It looked like two mops were um, <laughs> rustling around. They're like two lumps on a log. Two lumps infatuated with each other, nonstop kissing. And then Lala asks um, Katie, she goes, what did Satchel think of everybody? And I was like, okay, I get to hear something that Satchel has said. I'm so excited. And she sort of deflects and she says, he was fine. It was me who was worried about bringing him out. And I'm like, that's not what Satchel said. What did Satchel say? (laughs) Yeah. Well, also Lala called him Satch. Yeah, well, she's already, that's like, she's already um, implying that, like, he's a part of the group and she's trying to, like, say, you know, Satch is here to stay. I can't deal um, with Satch. And then, can we also have a moment of silence for Lala's, like, Cholita outfit? Like, she needs to stop. Oh, I didn't, I, 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 man, I watch these episodes so many times, but I'm not detail oriented. What was she wearing? She was wearing a bandana do rag style with okay. hoop big hoop earrings and like a tank like a t-shirt with the sleeves rolled up like she was trying to serve like hood rat and i'm like i can't deal with this any longer you have a child you live in an apartment in i don't know where she lives anymore but i'm like the jig is up like can we i just she's kind of chilled out a little bit on her what you would call maybe a black scent uh in the earlier seasons it was pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was. She, yeah, some of the most cringeworthy things, uh, yeah, came from Lala during that like phase. But yeah, I didn't. I if I would have noticed her her outfit, maybe I would have thought about it more. But yeah, I mean, I think you're. I think you're right. I don't know. Lala always has the you know very eccentric styles. I guess you know. But. Yeah, she does. I mean, you know, her body's popping. Uh, I also noted this is less interesting to you, but interesting to me that both Lala and Katie have very good eyebrows. Um, have you, I don't think your TikTok serves you this, but mine does. I'll, TikTok, uh, there's a filter that's all the rage right now where you put a filter on your face and it tells you where your eyebrows should go. Have you seen this? No, but let me pull up TikTok now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I do. I would like to see that. But it's, it says where they should go. Yeah. Like if you, it's like, there's like, a, I forget what it's called. It's like the rules of. There's like a, a mathematic formula for like how oh, yeah, beauty for where they should, be. should be. And it's like most people's aren't far enough in. Like mine need to come in a little further. They need to go at a certain arch and then like a certain length out. And when I was looking at Katie and Lala's brows, I was like, I bet they pop off on that filter. Like they don't need to do anything. But I digress. <laughs> yeah, no, that w- that's interesting. I- I'm trying to think of what I was going to say about that. Um, has it made you rethink your eyebrows at all? Like, do you want to adapt to that filter or were yours Um, pretty spot on? No, I need to do some filling in for sure. Um, I've been staring at my brows in this, uh, zoom the whole time, which is actually maybe one of the reasons to not record this way. (laughs) No, and I would have, I would have said your, your brows like look great. It doesn't look like they need anything, but I can't see your face at all because you are so pixelated. I can only see (laughs) how I look in in my view. So I can't even see your eyebrows. I know you have them. I can see them above your eyes, but it's so pixelated that I can't see them. So uh, good. I like that. Yeah. Um, But you're right that eyebrows are so essential to you know how someone looks because when you see people without eyebrows sometimes it is slightly 
<laughs> jarring. Not saying it's like impossible to overcome, but it is a little jarring when you see people without eyebrows. Like um, if you remember in Sopranos when AJ uh, gets his eyebrows shorn off yeah. on Sopranos. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Uh, Tony's like, what's different about you? But he can't tell. You remember and Carmela's <laughs> he like, he's got tell? no eyebrows. Because <laughs> he he's got no eyebrows, that. Tony. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. So then, but this scene, this scene, besides showing how hungover they are from the classic cat, this scene was about informing Lala that Katie called Tom out on the Abbey story that people have seen Sandoval and Raquel dancing at the Abbey. That was it. And Katie says, I would never be alone dancing with Sandoval at the Abbey. I've known him for 11 years or however long. So she's just informing Lala. I think that was the purpose of the scene. Just informing yeah. Lala. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, my first thing to say, because I'm rude, uh, was that why would you be dancing with Sandoval after hours? Because you guys don't like each other. <laughs> true. True. That's she used one. herself. Yeah, she used herself as an example, which, yeah, it doesn't make the most sense. But then Sandoval uses her as an example for something else, you know, right. like as yeah. in terms of like what you would do intimately with someone. It's like, yeah, you guys never would do anything like that. <laughs> I know. It's true. Yeah. Later, Sheena um, uses the same example for herself where I'm like, yeah, if I saw Sheena and Sandoval dancing at the Abbey, I wouldn't be suspicious in the slightest, personally. <laughs> Yes, yes. And and we're going to get to this, but I'm going to just say it up front that, um, well, no, no, I, I'm just going to wait. It's just about the Abby dancing, but that comes out, comes up so much. So I'll just wait. Was there anything of note? I mean, my only, like, I was bummed that I don't have any record of Satchel having an opinion on anything and he still hasn't said one word. So the opportunity for Katie to say what Satchel said, I felt was thwarted again. And, and yeah. then... Throughout this episode, I just have no... Satchel says one word, I think, on camera where his mouth is moving and you can see him say it. I have no sense of Satchel, even though I'm pro-Satchel. Yeah, he's mostly just like, at one point, uh, Schwartz says hi to him and he's kind of just like, mouths the words like, hello. Like, no sound comes out. Yeah. Um, So are we able to to, uh, blow to the... Blow past to the... Yeasty Boys uh, scene. Are you ready to? Okay. The Yeasty Boys truck parked in Studio City uh, outside of the defunct hobby store, which closed uh, recently, which is very sad. I could tell exactly where they were. (laughs) Whoa. Um, uh, Megan, you know, noted something which I thought was interesting. She said that Yeasty Boys is never uh, not jam packed with people. So the fact that Tom and Tom got there right away, either either shows that indicates that they are just filming and they shut it down for them to have an hour scene, or maybe they went like right when it opened. But was that suspicious at all to you that Yeasty Boys was just abandoned? Yeah. I also like, I could be wrong, but like it's almost always in like Silver Lake and Los Feliz. I mean, maybe they do go to the Valley sometimes, but I was like surprised to see it there because it's almost always in like Silver Lake Junction or on Hillhurst uh, in Los okay. Feliz. And so uh, I literally went there um, like a week ago uh, when it was. Oh, how is it? It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I also remember that uh, when Kanye did his like latest anti-Semitic rant, uh, the Yeasty Boys uh, <laughs> bagel truck on Instagram was like, Kanye is banned from Yeasty Boys. And I was like, oh. was Kanye going to Yeasty Boys? <laughs> uh, I bet he was. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> he cannot get his schmear there anymore. 
No, yeah, I bet he was there like every other day, and now he can't get. He's probably bummed about that. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. That whole scene felt a little bit. I don't know what they were doing there. Like it was so weird. So it felt very much like we need Schwartz and Sandoval to have a moment. Let's figure out where it's going to be because we need them to have this conversation. Yes, and this conversation uh, to me was, yeah, it felt odd. It didn't feel like a normal conversation that these you know guys who've known each other forever best friends would talk about schwartz starts out with how he doesn't have any sexual attraction to raquel sexual chemistry with raquel he's he has such a reverence for her which he kept he keeps saying you know which is the opposite of like he, he's yeah he, he just says i do not want to pursue raquel anymore and then tom is like stunned that he's not attracted to her which was sort of interesting and he talks about that in the howie mandel interview he's like mm-hmm. i was hyping this you know, Raquel up to Schwartz and Schwartz is like, I'm not attracted to her. I'm not attracted to her. I'm like, really? And I think that's the scene that he's like kind of talking about in the Howie Mandel interview. Cause mm-hmm. he, you know, he just, he can't believe that, that Schwartz isn't attracted to Raquel. Yeah. It's, I feel like this is the first kind of, you can see the wheels turning in Sandoval's mind of how he's supposed to be talking about this. Like you could just see like when uh, Schwartz is like, yeah, I don't know why I'm not more attracted to her. And Sandoval's like, really? Like he's like really laying it on thick where you're like, this feels like, I don't know, like you're trying, you're being very careful about what you're saying or this whole, the whole point of this conversation is kind of a red herring. Yes. Well, I, I think I, I, I uh, thought that Sandoval is acting weird because he has already established a relationship with Raquel. So he knows that everything he says it has, you know, that's in his mind when he's talking. So, yeah, I felt like he seemed act actory when he said, really? And, oh, you're not yeah. into her and you don't have to be into her. But I just thought that I thought that Schwartz was oblivious in this scene. Like, I actually yeah. still think that he, he didn't know because I don't think he would say I don't think he'd be like. Uh, could pull off the I think Raquel has a crush on someone else and, and mm. use that in a scene talking to Sandoval and pull it off knowing like knowing what he does if if Sandoval had actually kissed or or do you think was that to throw us off it's like oh he would have never said that in a scene if he actually knew that Sandoval and Raquel were kissing right. that's kind of a mystery to me what is the supposed timeline again Schwartz only admits to knowing in January right that's what no, he says no no he no, he heard in August that they had had their first the one night stand, their first yeah okay. kiss that 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 they were so shocked by. So I don't know if this if he had already known, but why would he say? I think Raquel has a crush on someone else. I mean, that's clearly very right. uh, leading to say, especially right to Sandoval, right? Yeah, it was very weird, and yeah, the entire thing. Schwartz is like off his game. Like I'm like. Basically, every time Schwartz talks anytime recently, I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, he's just like, I, he has like no control over any situation. Like, his he's like wandering the earth, just like bumbling around. Like, I basically like I just wrote down, what is this conversation? Like, he was just like trying to give him advice about Ariana. And like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like literally the last person on earth I want relationship advice from is Schwartz. Like, are you right. serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. It's it's uh, Schwartz without Katie. Something really changed when he is the full focus of our attention. 
some yeah something has happened like he is adrift majorly (laughs) and and my perception of him has really changed and this episode uh, this could be called the fall of schwartz again yeah we could you could say the exact same thing because this was uh, uh, schwartz was so like humiliated in this episode like really like the worst i've ever seen him again and i thought i thought i had seen his worst in you know that two episodes ago um so another so yeah i mean i guess just to get in the details of the scene this is sandoval for the first time telling the audience that him and ariana are not doing good not doing good Mm -hmm. at all to the point where he says in his confessional I'm de- I'm questioning whether we're right for each other. So if this if we hadn't known Scandal had happened and he hadn't cheated and and they were going to break up at the reunion like he planned or something or say they were broken up, this would have been the first shocking scene. We would have been so shocked had Scandal not happened, right? Yeah, I. Uh, it's very funny that uh, you know because I think the stuff that he was saying about the eggs and everything was like valid. Like I think he had the same questions that kind of we all had, where it's like what's the plan with that? Like he was saying, like, are we going to have kids when we're in our fifties? Like I also have that question. Um, But despite all of their problems, his one thing that he thinks makes him like so defensible and a great partner is that he makes her a dumpling latte every morning and that she's so grateful that he does that. (laughs) <laughs> and then Schwartz goes, and does she do anything for you? And he goes, no. Just like when he got Jax that gift and he got Jax the samurai sword and the producer asked him, what has Jax ever gotten you? And he goes, nothing. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, you make your, basically your wife uh, coffee in the morning. Like, fucking congrats. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, for real. Shut up. And, and, and Ariana doesn't do anything for you re- reciprocal at, in any way. That's not like some tangible thing that you can point to. It's like, yeah, right. He brings up the exact <laughs> same dumb and annoying thing, which I honestly feel that is the, the crux of why Sandoval started to cheat. That is it. She, mm-hmm. his, his ego, his ego was being deflated his his uh his inflated ego was being deflated by ariana every time she was upset with him every time she said please don't yell at everyone again like you always do which he does he constantly does it he's constantly just yelling at the group when he disagrees with them she said i don't want another tom verse uh the, the, girls. Gir- the girls fight. Yeah. And so he brought that up again to Schwartz. And Schwartz sounds like he has heard this before, not on camera, because he's not surprised at all that Sandoval is feeling this way. This is the third time they've had this talk, not the first time yeah. they've had this talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for sure. And then like what she that wasn't even like that bad of like an example. Like, you know, they cut back to that pool party thing. And I was like, yeah, like you were being annoying and like she was like, I don't want to be here for this. Like you're being annoying. Like, and then of course he turned it into like, he was like, she didn't even try and make it like, this is how you talk to women. She just said like Tom versus the girls, like basically like saying he was like inserting himself in like the women's business. And he turned it into this like feminism thing of like, you talk down to women or something. And I was like, she literally didn't say that. Like she could say that. She maybe wouldn't be. Long, but that's yes. not what she said. 
he made it sound he made it sound much worse like he he took mm-hmm. that so much worse than it actually was and uh, in reality he does do that i'm defending someone from the wrath of everyone and he does it all the time like every yes. four episodes and she's tired he does of it. it it's it's multiple times to come in this episode yeah oh he does and he is so un- like it is so bad it's just so off-putting now to see him in this new light they both just yeah. have this new light cast on them and once you see them in this light you can't unsee them that that's the most shocking as we go through these you know these episodes yeah um so do you think we did that yeasty boy scene justice yeah let's move on to we're back at Allie and james's apartment they're hungover as fuck and james is making pb and j's which they give us plenty of footage of him making those pb and j's <laughs> i think i was like writing so furiously that i don't look up so i didn't even see him but i heard him say that pj's um help his tummy after a hangover yeah they like they kept just like like pulling in on like him putting the pb and j on the bread and like i got like footage of every step along the way and then uh they cut to we got another appearance from ali's cat mr banks he got a nice i saw that shot and i was very happy about that yeah i really i really like that i was gonna say last week this is like the cat era of Vanderpump Rules. The classic cat, Mr. Banks, Ariana and Tom's cat. Like this is kind of fun seeing this cat energy. Yeah, I love it. We should make merch of all the cats. <laughs> oh, we should. The cats of Vanderpump Rules. Mr. Banks. Um Same. so this this scene felt functional to me. Very functional. Not not yeah. very quick, very functional. Do you think it's was there anything of note other than just talking about what this scene was was used for? No, yeah, it was just like, um, was it? So they brought up Allie brings up the the Abby thing again, right? Does that she brings up the she brings up the Abby thing to James, but then she adds a new element to it, which is that Katie implied that Ariana and Tom don't have a lot of rules in their relationship, so this might not be something to take too dramatically in the friend group, which. Uh, Allie then tells James and James says, it sounds like she's implying that they have an open relationship. So James is the one that really brings open relationship. It's like a, it's a snowball. Allie saw something that she didn't think was that weird, but she talked about it with, uh, you know, the cast. Then Katie thinks it's a little more weird, Lala. And then James gets that snowball to a full, full, huge ball and says open relationship, which is then carried that snowball. And then, and then, James is then coaching Allie about what to do with this information, sort of like how Sheena coaches Raquel. You can see it very clearly. She's like, should I tell Ariana? He goes, no, no, no. Ariana is, you know, away. This would be a powerful scene if you told it to Sheena because she's Ariana's best friend. You know what I I mean? I screamed when he said that. I was like, not Sheena being at the center of every single thing that she has nothing to do with. (laughs) Yeah, he goes, bring it to Sheena. So Sheena then gets a scene, which we'll we'll talk about later. Um, But yeah, I felt like that scene was just, how do I get Allie to tell Sheena this this news? You know, the the open relationship uh, news. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that wasn't, there was nothing organic about that. It was basically like uh, James put on his producer hat and was like, okay, so uh, call up uh, whatever bar they go to that has ski ball and uh, you guys will be there Tuesday at 2 p.m. Um, like, go have that conversation. We'll get that footage and thank you. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. That felt very functional, that scene. Um, Okay, yeah. All right, so now we yet again visit something about her, which, as we've said before, looks exactly the same if you walk by there right now as it does when they're sitting in it on like some stools in, you know, August, September. Yes. And Ariana walks in and uh, she says, we're leaseholders. And, (laughs) and I interpreted that to mean that they would be starting work on something about her when this season, when this uh, scene happened. I think this is in September now late. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like you just said, it does not look any different right now. than it did right then. So something happened to something yeah. about her where it was put on the back burner, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. they're talking about, they're going around like brainstorming ideas and they're like, as long as it's not shiplap, which uh, insult to Joanna Gaines, Chip and Joe, uh, I'm a stan. Uh, the shiplap, uh, have you heard about this? Do you know this? <laughs> No, but please, I was just going to say, expound on it. For people who you know are interested in this, I am interested, but I have no idea what they meant, and I don't know what that word means. It's kind of like a joke across America at this point that like, so you know about Chip and Joanna Gaines of HGTV fame, Magnolia fame? You know what? I don't, and I wanted to ask you someday if we can start uh, another podcast where it's called Pop Culture, and you tell me everything that's happening that's non-Bravo related, and I ask questions. So maybe this can be a small taste of it. Who are Chip and Joanna Gaines? All right. Well, first of all, we have to get you a Discovery Plus login. I don't know. Actually, I have a question. Do you know if Discovery Plus is getting rolled into what is now called Max? Wow, you just teed me up for a question that I know the answer to, which I love. Yes, it's going to be a part of the Max umbrella, and Discovery Plus is going to be disintegrated into the okay. ether, and now Max is going to be a hub for all that content. Okay, well, great. Well, then you will have access uh, to the entire Chip and Joe oeuvre. Um, they are the stars of uh, HGTV. They do a, a they have a show called Fixer Upper. It's like the okay. biggest show in our nation. Like they are America's wow. sweethearts. They are they're on the cover of like People magazine. Like they like they're so famous. Like seriously, they're so famous and so rich. It's crazy. Um, and it's not Chris Gaines. <laughs> no. <laughs> As in Garth Brooks. <laughs> As in the Garth Brooks alter ego. He doesn't have a fixer upper show with a co-host, right? I mean, to be honest, I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. So Okay. We can talk All about right. It. So Okay, so Chiplap, I'm sorry. So they 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 are powerful. <laughs> oh, Chiplap, I like that uh <laughs> crossover. <laughs> Wait, isn't that what you can Ship Lap. Okay. All but right. So what ship- is Chiplap and what is Okay. <laughs> okay, so Chip what are these Joe. people? So Joanna is a designer and Chip is like a contractor and they flip houses for a living. Okay. And um, she iconically, her style, it's evolved over the years, but the kind of joke is that she puts shiplap on every single house that she does, which actually is kind of like this. Uh, I'm pointing to the beadboard in the my breakfast nook that I'm sitting in, but essentially like wood planks on the wall um, to give things like a cottagey vibe. Um, they are uh, located in Waco, Texas. Um, 
So now it's kind of like a joke, like, you know, people are like anything but shiplap because it's so overdone because of her. And it's called ship shiplap because it's like wood <laughs> planks. And you said yes. LAP, right? Yes. Okay. Shiplap. And then they are must be HTTV people and they're like making a joke because it's just so oversaturated. Yes, like I would say that's like you could probably make that joke to most women in America and they know exactly what you're talking about. That's amazing. And so maybe the, oh, there's you know a small percentage of people that are like me who didn't know and this was informative, I hope. Um, yeah, I was like, I mean, you honestly, I was like, you guys wish you could hire Joanna Gaines to design something about her. It would look beautiful. <laughs> yeah, okay. So do you think that they do wish that? Probably they should. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Well, so then they <laughs> Lisa like the, lurks out from the corner. She's already there. She's been like in the like mini fridge in the back waiting for them to get there. Yeah, I, I they heard you heard a creak and then Ariana and uh, Katie got a little startled and uh yeah, uh Lisa was just sort of vegetating in that mini fridge and she comes out and she goes, "Are you going to have fake flowers in here?" Or she says she starts to ask what the what the vibe is going to be like. Tell me your vision. She sits him down and she yeah. goes, tell me your vision. What's going on here? Uh, but it, yeah. she seriously go, does seem to enter from the back as if there's like a secret passageway from Sir, which there should be. <laughs> I mean, there probably is. I mean, this is Vanderpump Alley or whatever, Vanderpump Row. Like she probably has the keys to every building on that strip. <laughs> Do you think it's the way that like the Pope has like an, a secret escape channel like out of the Vatican? Do you think that she of course can, it is through an underground tunnel access all three restaurants? Yes, on a see you next Tuesday when everyone is packed in there to the gills and you can't even like you get out. You think Lisa is just going to try to get out the front door? She's got an escape hatch for her and Ken. It's like a tube that they enter and they can just shoot out <laughs> somewhere in West Hollywood. They have like the Willy Wonka glass elevator that just drops. Yeah, them exactly. Back Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. You don't. Yeah, they do not have to drive anymore from Villa Rosa to their restaurants. They have like some secret way to get there for sure um it's yeah so this this was uh this was lisa's sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah what's your vision uh flowers put fake flowers there uh get started immediately please you know because you don't want this thing waiting until next year when amy and riley see it and there's going to be no work done so you guys should get started immediately yeah. and then she goes now tell me about lala's birthday <laughs> i was like why are you asking about lala's birthday what did you what do you think happened to lala's birthday yeah. And then she's like, you know, the way the conversation goes, is this maybe the very first time in history that that LVP is defending a married man making out having a snog with someone else? Because I feel like usually she's on the other side of the coin. I know, but I think she she really believes like Garcelle, she's asking Garcelle for the, you know, for the actual uh, the tea, you know, the actual situation, the tea, and Garcelle and Oliver are telling her that I am trying to get divorced. We still uh, kiss and and make love, and I I do maybe say we could go back together at some point, but I I, I don't know. I mean, I know that it was, I know it was bad, but I just I think Lisa th thinks with a hundred percent, you know, her in her brain, she thinks this is a fact that Oliver is leaving his wife, despite what yeah. Oliver is actually doing. I have to just defend her on that. She, I might be wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree that he 
probably was getting a divorce, but he was handling it in a very messy way where uh, the women that were partaking were not clear on exactly how it was going down. So that's yes. a problem. Um, but You're like, right. You're I right. feel like usually Lisa would err on the side of the wife, um, despite whatever complications there are. But I, I feel like she was specifically choosing to defend Raquel in this situation out of, I don't know if she felt sorry for her or whatever, but she was she's, basically she's like, very, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, she's very implicated in this whole storyline. So I feel like it is up to her to defend Oliver and Garcelle, you know, by proxy because of her friendship with Garcelle. So I feel like that is why she's so defensive about the Oliver thing. And then, and then Ariana and Katie are not having it at all. They're like, that was a horrible situation. Katie takes this opportunity to once again, uh, she didn't go as far as whore, but she says, she's a hoe. She's a hoe. She's a hoe. Yeah, that's like our stinkers versus uh, shitheads. Yeah. She gave her the soft <laughs> version yeah. of it. Um, oh, whore. Yeah, uh, but then uh, Katie kind of deflates it a little bit. She calls herself. She goes, I'm a hoe too. Yeah. Do you spell hoe with an E or just H-O? I haven't In said it notes. or thought about it. I haven't. Oh, 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 good. Yes. Yeah, no, I spelled it like ho, 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 like Santa Claus, H-O. Okay. And I think I, I think that the, e. the TV did. Okay. I think the TV did too. I think ho is like a garden <laughs> ho is H-O-E. But I haven't thought about the word ho at all since <laughs> since you and I have started talking about it this season. No one says which, it. Which, uh, is it 40-Year-Old Virgin or which Apatow movie is it where is it they go, she's a ho faux show and it's like the most like 2010 joke of all time <laughs> yeah that sounds like a judd apatow a judd apatow stinker joke that you can't even he i think he had to fully denounce 40 year old virgin because of the humor like the you know how i know you're gay uh scene oh, like God, nothing lands awful. more nothing lands more like a brick than that scene like could you imagine making a movie and it has a scene that is so vile that you're so embarrassed by that you barely can even recommend it to people that's shocking no it's upsetting i have there's one joke in 40 year old virgin that i like that's the most benign vanilla joke of all time and i really always think about it um (laughs) you know um steve carell is trying to not look like a freak and so he boxes up his entire apartment because there's like toys everywhere and catherine keen all his figurines and he looks yeah. so much weirder for having an empty apartment. And it's so dumb. Uh, yeah. She like peeks in and she's like, are you moving? And he's like, he, <laughs> she, he's like, <laughs> he said, <laughs> he says that they're going to look under the hardwoods to see if there's carpet underneath. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing, that's a very good, simple joke. I do like that. It's like the excuse you'd come up with like on the fly. That's, that's pretty good. Because, um, you know, I love in uh, most houses built before a certain time, if, if they are carpeted, there's going to be some nice hardwoods underneath. You know what? It's yeah, great value. Yeah. You can restore yeah. them for not a lot of cost. So I like yeah. that joke. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. So amidst some uh, horrific jokes that you can't even watch 40-Year-Old Virgin for, there is some good humor in there, which I agree. I'm not fully saying that's a hor- horrific film. Um, yeah, so that was my Apatow minute. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, I know that there is... Yeah. I mean, I used to be a huge Apatow fan. I just feel like his humor... We've, we've evolved past the, like, um, reference humor that his humor is so known for like you know yeah. what you look like and and all that kind of stuff but. i mean i just made i recycled a joke earlier when you were saying you were breathing heavily and uh it might be from 40 virgin or knocked up i don't remember but seth rogan says that he's breathing like james gandolfini and i said that earlier knowing full you're right well exactly what right. It was from. yeah <laughs> yeah no that's great that's great <laughs> so so pivoting out of the 40 year old virgin minute um i I, in- I like yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. You go ahead, please. <laughs> okay. I was just excited again because James and Lala go to a bar that's across the street from my house. We're in Los Feliz. I knew it. I knew I had seen that sign. I, I got a tingle. Like, Amy is going to be excited about this. I loved the vibe. I loved the sign. I love how it looked. And I was like, I think I see that when I drive. Well, oh, I don't want to specify where you live, but you just did. But um, I, I, I've seen that on the way. Yes, but I've seen that and I was like, whoa, I love this place. That is so cool that they're there. Yeah, it's the bar that's attached to the restaurant home, uh, like the right. you know, breakfast spot or whatever, um, which I've only been to this place, the guest house, um, like once or twice. And now I'm like, I guess I have to go back. Um, James ordered the Purple Rain. So maybe mm-hmm. after this, I'll go get one. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that looked so fun. I wanted to race over there too. Yeah, maybe next week if you come back over when you're not uh, infected anymore, we can go there. <laughs> yeah, if I ever shake this thing, I, I will definitely go to the guest house. Um, so this scene was notable uh, in in a few ways. Most importantly, though, uh, James lets Lala know that next week he is uh, performing at Imagine Festival, which is a huge festival in Atlanta, he says. And he is going to be opening for Cascade, which is a huge uh, electronic DJ. I mean, I'm not fully familiar, but I know that name. You know, huge. Um, And he tells Lala, they don't show Lala's reaction to hearing that news. I don't know if he had already said it to her before, but she doesn't say, I'm proud of you or anything. They sort of get sidelined or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that, it, that he said, I'm opening for Cascade. And then the, I think the producers tried to like shade him a little bit by showing Cascade's name in huge <laughs> font. And then they sort of went like with a magnifying glass. They went like James Kennedy's down here. And I thought that was like so rude in a way. Like, Yeah, they did. Yeah, they kind of did the scan down. Like, look how far on the, you know, it's like the Coachella poster jokes where like, what's at the bottom? Yeah, but it's like that, that, that dig has no merit to me. He's performing at the festival. They have names next to him of people who've worked their entire lives to be there. He should be so proud. And that, that, I think Lala's no response and the shade he got from the producers, like he didn't know that at the time, but all of this like, uh, derision is what culminated in that in that beach scene, you know. Yeah, for him. he's really trying to defend his own honor because he's clearly so proud and excited. Um, so anyone that's like gonna make fun of that or not, you know, be excited about it, it really hurts his feelings. It's sad. Well, definitively, yeah, I am stating with my wholehearted endorsement, James, you should be proud of this. Don't ever let anyone take this away from you. It is a huge honor to DJ at a festival like that. And I hated how everyone acted about it. Like, he should be so stoked. 
Um, and then he pivots to ordering a uh, taco salad after Lala orders a taco salad. And then he yes. says, you go ahead. <laughs> I also wrote this down. He says, uh, Ali just showed me my first taco salad from Mendocino Farms. And I was like, yeah. I love that they... That he said that. It's so dumb. Me too. I loved it too. I, I love it too. I love a Mendocino Farms reference. This is the second one now in Vanderpump Rules history after Stassi yes. said all their houses look like Mendocino Farms. I just love that That's he was true. so proud. He was so proud to tell Ali or tell Lala that Ali showed him a taco salad. I just thought that was so sweet. It's just like such yeah. an off the cuff, strange remark that I liked. Also, um, when Christina Kelly, I think it was last week, uh, when Christina Kelly goes over to Lala's apartment and they're talking shit about Raquel and Oliver, they're eating Mendocino Farms. So Oh, they are. Okay, yeah. So I'm loving. We are very connected to the establishments in this episode, I'll just say. And that really, that was like 5% of my enjoyment for this le- this episode was because of how connected I felt to all of these places. Totally. Um, yeah, so I loved, I, I did love that they... This felt like classic James and Lala. Like it reminded you like of their original connection where they really just crack each other up and are very similar in a lot of ways. And uh, mm-hmm. what was he saying uh, about what, what's his reference to the size of his cock? What was he talking about? He he said <laughs> um, something about his eek his ego or some oh man why didn't i not write that down it's in my one of my notes but something about his his ego or someone else's ego will be the size of his cock man why did i not write that down yeah but he does he does make a reference to uh, having a gigantic penis yeah and i wish i would have written that down he's like that whatever reference is less like the size of my cock and lala goes so small and he's like really really (laughs) Uh, he was so I I was shocked by that. He was so bummed out. Why would you say his penis is so small? Like that is going to be that's it, it, you know that's in the that's going to be in Vanderpump Rules forever. He's yeah. he's shocked by that. And then she tries to deflate it. Uh, I've said deflate it so many times. She she tried to um, uh, soften it by saying yeah. I I was a returning customer for your small dick twice. Yeah. It's like that's not. You didn't just get out of the woods with that. Why did you? Why is she acting like this to James? Lala yeah. is like a secretly a James hater. Yeah, she always kind of like kicks him little curveballs. Um, and then he yet. yet again talked about his genitals when he said, like she said, like what are you doing this weekend or something? He said, just sitting around scratching my balls. And then she's like, you have a girlfriend now to scratch your balls. And I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> Yeah, it, it totally is. <laughs> Everyone is just scratching balls all the time. Um, he so so I just I I wrote um, uh, uh, Lala just d- diminished him, like diminished him as a person. Like like I thought that was offensive, even if she was saying it as a joke. James is not the person where you you just say his penis is small on on, yeah. on camera. She also didn't respond to his uh, his. Um, performance i i don't know you know his performance i'd imagine i don't know if that was cut out or not but that didn't get a, as good of a reaction that i thought a a friend of his would say but anyway all that aside then he just talks about how he wants to have a, a, a beautiful beach day and he's not going to disinvite anyone because he knows what it feels like because throughout the series he has been disinvited from more things than anyone in the history of vanderpump rules so he's like everyone gets to come to beach day with i which i thought was very sweet yeah very nice no, he- yeah, he's had so many moments of growth, and that was one of them. Yes. Him, and uh, I love that he said like 
the only thing worse than Raquel coming to the beach day would be everyone like bugging me about why she's not there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that too. I love that too. Oh, 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 oh. And he, also another nice thing he says, I, I'm glad I didn't forget. Lala is is making fun of Raquel, saying Ali has a brain when I oh, talk yeah. to her. She's really smart. Raquel acts like a Stepford wife, which, which you know, I agree a little bit robotic is I think what she meant. Um, and then James says, I think you can let yeah. it go now. She's already been you know, dragged by social media. You already have the upper hand. I think you should just leave Raquel alone, which again, that was really nice of him. No, totally. Like, I was like, that was amazing. He was like, that was very, yeah, like uh, big of him, you know, like he was like that. It felt so right. Like it was like, yeah, like I feel like you could say that about literally all drama on the show where if you acted that way, there would be nothing left. If you were just like, why are you in their business? Like, mind your business, move on. It's fine. Then, yeah, we like, can't. Wouldn't have anything right. to talk about. But like, right. in that moment, I was like, yeah, like leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I felt that too. I was like, that is really, um, yeah. I keep missing the word, but that was just like that felt very genuine and not for any like, uh, um, like still a, a love for Raquel. It just felt like this is the right thing to do now for mm-hmm. all of us. Like, just let's just yeah. leave Raquel alone. Yeah, it felt very um, clean, like no strings, yes. just like a true moment of zen, which was very yeah. nice. Um, yeah. Also, uh, I, I'm going to call this out here, uh, which he makes the funniest faces in the world. And yeah. his, we haven't, you know, we'll touch on it at the end, but his Watch What Happens Live appearance was a, a whirlwind of hilarious moments he's so funny but he literally he yeah. makes like all the funny faces that like trump makes like just like punctuating yes. with like pursed lips and like it's yeah. so funny i'm like yeah I'm, thank god for him i love him like i was laughing my ass off basically at every single thing he said he is such <laughs> a comedic person he is so he's so funny i mean i i have to say like i i I just off the cuff i like i do think he's like the funniest one out of them like lala is really Really? funny even though i don't agree with her i think schwartz can be very funny more of like a like a lazy humor but he's really funny but those are like the top three you know for me in terms and james might be number one like actually the funniest no yeah he's like hilarious like he talks so fast and he just like comes up with like a zinger a minute they're always like out yeah. of left, left field like mr buzz button like that one took us a minute but like he just had that ready <laughs> yeah genius level quips so clever in his confessionals can make them all laugh he was i mean we don't it goes without saying for me he was absolutely the mvp of this episode and we haven't even gotten to his best moments we oh have i just want to for the listener we only have two scenes until we get to <laughs> the final two powerful scenes and I, I i i love every scene we've talked about like there was something of yeah. note with every scene maybe except the something about her sandwich scene that's the only one that i could take or leave but um, yeah. yeah, we're two scenes away, and then the and then I think twenty five minutes of the episode, like the back half, is all dedicated to the beach and the beach aftermath, which I love. Yes, yes, um, yeah. So the, we are immediately transported to an upsetting scene where Sandoval immediately insults all of the medical industry in my opinion by telling the receptionist slash nurse that he is there for his jizz results 
his jizz results. Okay, I have a question. I have a question. Did he was he trying to be funny for the camera, or does he just so often reference sperm and semen as jizz that he thought that was the nomenclature to use at the at, at the doctor's <laughs> office? What do you think? Yeah, it felt like like he was being an asshole. Like it felt like I so don't want to be here or like just like I have no respect for this process. Like I'm so not taking this seriously that like like yeah. who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm here for my jizz results. <laughs> hey, hey, I uh, hey, uh, I jizzed earlier and you guys have it. Uh, I wanted to see what's up with it. He goes, he, he goes, not cool, dude. Did you just call it jizz? That was not cool. <laughs> like even Schwartz was horrified, which is like rare. I feel like it's usually the opposite. Yeah, it's usually Schwartz making the inappropriate awkward joke and Sandoval's like, come on, dude, come on. But yeah, Sandoval just like rolled in. He just lazily says, I'm here for my jizz results. And then the, it doesn't even show what the nurse or the receptionist even said to him after that. Yeah, they like walk away immediately. I just wrote down jail, yeah. exclamation yeah. point, jail. Yeah. I hated it. I was like, that's so fucking rude. Like, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it had a tossed off vibe. Like he is, t- yeah, not taking this seriously. So that's why he just didn't, couldn't even call him the official name, clinical name, sperm or semen. I'm here to, he was just like, I'm here to collect my jizz or I'm here to, yeah, I'm here to yeah, analyze like, my uh, jizz. Like, I guess like we have to do this because it's like on the books yeah. or whatever. But like um, also his this is I think this is the first time we see his confessional look for this episode, which he's serving full Dancing with the Stars cha-cha like flamenco outfit. Like what the fuck is wrong with him? Okay. Oh, yeah. So he that's the confessional look that he switches to. Is that what he has throughout this episode? Like when he talks yeah. about the Raquel relationship, is that like his... His final look in the confessionals? I think so, yeah. It's like a black, uh, tight, like very like Saturday Night Fever style shirt with gold polka dots that's like unbuttoned. And um, I'm assuming he's wearing his little tight Pied Piper flared pants and like some little, you know, platform shoes. Um, I'm just like, with the mustache and the hair, I'm like, this is veering well into the costume territory. Like... (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah it's all very reflective of his hubris now it is yeah. it is he he is indicating to everyone where his, his view of himself is right now and these are all the accoutrements that he thinks go <laughs> along with his new stardom he thinks yeah and um yeah so they they really they get into the doctor's office and he immediately uh, a horrible horrible news is shared in this yeah. doctor's office immediately and it's that not only does Ariana within a week, it's a week, it's been a week, has to deal with the, the death of her beloved dog of, of yeah. I forget how many years it was, 12 or 17. It was a really, really long relationship. Yeah. Um, her, her grandma died uh, suddenly and unexpectedly and Ariana yeah. is gone. Ugh, pour one out for Grandma Bonnie. That was really sad. Yeah, that was so sad. And then it was like interrupted because the doctor comes in with Tom's semen results. We got to hear uh, very specifically what's going on with his semen. His his results are double the amount of uh, semen that you're typically supposed to have. So he has so much semen. Yeah, but the morphology large... is 
Yeah, he has a, a large load, but they're all deformed, like sh- like yeah, 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 it's a huge, huge load. But for some reason, yeah, they didn't use the same terminology that they did with Schwartz. They said his morph- morphology is low. It's like 6% when it should be 14%. But he said, overall, it's good. Come back in three months. He goes, stop wearing those pants that you're wearing. Um <laughs> Stop doing drugs. And then t- Sandoval's like, I'm going to call Ariana. Can we have the office? And the doctor goes, okay, sure. And he has to leave his office for these guys to have their conversation. <laughs> That's such a like tenant of like housewives and like it reality is. TV it culture is. where it's just like, I'll leave you yes. guys alone. Or like, it'll be like, they'll literally take like a yoga class and they'll just talk the entire time. And then like the trainer or whoever just has to leave. And then they just yes. sit on the floor of the workout studio for like an hour. And you're like, you're yes. inconveniencing everyone. <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have to wait for you in their own space for you to have this conversation about what someone said the other week or whatever. Yeah. yeah so um, this scene to me, like, yeah, the Ariana, like, you know, what she's going through, that just hit me so hard because Sandoval is so withdrawn from her that he can't even take into account how horrible life must be for her right now with these two horrible things that happened and he is still you know actively cheating on her during this time you know like it's so so sad to me i mean it's super bummer it's like i feel bad for her like i feel like half the time this season when they cut to ariana she's like in bed like i feel like she's just like so bummed out in this period of time and like Oh God, it's just like, yeah, for him to be like out prancing about in his little cha-cha outfits while she's like struggling is like so annoying. And then just like fucking, I wrote down fricking frack here at the sperm, uh, (laughs) sperm doctor, like just like two morons. I used to be so charmed by their friendship and now I'm like the two of them together. I'm like, I can't even deal with this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then they call they call Ariana. She's being so sweet. She's just like I'm emotionally exhausted, which yeah. makes complete sense. Um and then I think it's I think Tom just signs off with like and I I love you, Dumplin. And like that's the end of the scene. Have, before this week it, have we were we aware of this Dumplin thing because I do not remember. Yes. That. Yes, I'll, I'll okay. tell you. Let me take you through a, a history <laughs> of Dumplin. So I think they've always called each other Dumplin', but it might not be a name that has been on the show a lot. But I know um, that when he used to celebrate her uh, her birthday on Instagram, he would call her Dumplin'. Uh, he would okay. say, like, you are the light of my life, my Dumplin', my queen. I love you more than life itself. And then I think if you, if, as we do our rewatch, you will hear him refer to her as Dumplin' at a certain point, like around season five. So it okay. is their, their Bubba. But you just don't okay. hear it as often. Um, but Which yeah, he calls it a dumpling is... latte. <laughs> yeah. Which one is yeah. worse in your opinion? Dumplin' or Bubba? Which one would you rather be called? I want to be called Bubba much more than I want to be called Dumplin'. Dumplin' is sort of hard yeah. for me to say. I don't like yeah. dump. And I don't ever say dumpling. Yeah. So Bubba, I really like Bub and Bubba. I don't th- I like that name. I mean, for the most yeah. part. So yeah, I'm a Bubba guy. What about you? Bub. Yeah, Same. Bub. Bub is easier because it's like you can just be like you know as they always do go like bub. Bah, 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 bah. yeah <laughs> yeah, bub. yeah very very low energy you can just yeah bub okay <laughs> um, one more scene <laughs> until the 
Penalty. This is the penalty. Until the this this was I, I like I hate to say it, but to me, like all I kept thinking about is this was structured sort of like a Game of Thrones episode where you're so thrown off by what the ultimate thing is going to be that like this they just had it waiting in the wings, fully backloaded. This like shocking two scenes that I mean, it's basically one scene because they just travel to a bar after the beach, so it's just like one action-packed amazing scene this episode is so backloaded i I just thought it was amazing how it was structured yeah um okay but let's so let's but before we get into you know uh, one of the most powerful scenes in vanderpump rules history we have to take a little trip to all seasons brewery that's what that place is called oh where is it um it is like mid is mid mid wilshire is what you define like way down on la brea like like sort of is that that's west yeah. on La Brea, right? Mid like Wilshire near, is like um, like Lacma ish. Yeah, I forget where Lacma it, Lacma is, and I'm so bad with geography. But um, we'll update everyone where exactly it is. But it's just down a little farther on La Brea west than I would typically go, you know. But it's so it's like it's kind of far out. But I'd say it's mid. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Wilshire. uh okay yeah but it's it's uh, it's new and it's and it's wild i've been there i don't know if that it looks really fun you know, matters but i i went there once yeah it was really fun i think we should you know after this season we should do a tour of everything yeah it's on la brea and it and yeah and what happens is it, it's ca- it's called mid wilshire and it is by the lacma not all the way there okay. um you won't be able to see this through all the pixel <laughs> pixelation but um there's the lacma and then yeah Anyway, that's for I don't know. Anyway, I like lo- yeah, I loved the vibe of all seasons. I like that I that mean, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I love ski ball, so I was interested right away. Oh yeah, we have to go. I mean, yeah. I want to go to Tower Twelve like more yes. than anything now in my life, and I really let's go back to all seasons and have a fun day. It looked like a good day hang spot. Yeah, totally. I know when they sat down, I was like, my I, my mind was like, is that like at like the Santa Monica Pier or something? I like was trying to figure out where it was, and I was like, I want to go there. It looks fun. So yeah, it's on the list. It it was a it was a former um car uh, repair shop, so it has okay. the drive in like area where cars used to go, but they they revamped it and made it this bar. Yeah, and so this is where Allie chose to meet with Sheena so that she can let the open relationship rumor fly give it to sheena and let sheena handle it this was the (laughs) the handoff right yes yes um so yeah how does this conversation begin like who uh like does she like does ali cue it up oh oh, yeah okay yeah so i have some thoughts i was just gonna breeze right by the scene so we could get to the heart of it but there was actually some interesting things of note first of all the guy says ali would you like a spicy margarita and ali is so in tune you know with like astrology and stuff she was like how did you know that i was gonna order that and he said you look kind of spicy and i was like god damn that was awesome i was like whoa i mean i would never say that to anyone but i thought that was very interesting that that guy let that run on camera he wanted to say that i feel like i would like 
never serve Allie alcohol, even with showing her ID. I would like, if I were like a doorman, I would like tackle her and be like, get the fuck out of here. You're too young. <laughs> like, yeah, she yeah. Just looks no, like I, a yeah. little tiny baby. Yeah. So she, they order their drinks and they have a little bit of um, a fluff conversation until Allie can get to the, the heart of what she wants to talk about. First of all, um, they talk about how Allie's relationship is with the other girls in the group. Um, and Al, they ask, Sheena asks how like her and Raquel are doing or something. And Raquel, they, they flash back to a scene where Raquel says to Sheena that Allie told James that Raquel is her favorite girl in the group. Did you hear? Did you okay. note that and hear and hear that? that no, is I, it? It's hard to. It's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to explain. But so Allie said apparently that Raquel is her favorite person in the group. Okay. And I'm like, that cannot be true. That's her yeah, favorite. That's, that's her favorite person is Raquel. What has Raquel done at this point? Like, what conversations has have she had that makes her like her more than? I, I mean. I'm not saying like the other cast members are so amazing or whatever, but I, I yeah. find it hard to believe that Raquel <laughs> is Allie's favorite person in the group. Yeah, that's so weird. Maybe she feels bad. Yeah, for her. so then I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Raquel really lit up. She really lit up like a Christmas tree when she heard that. Um, yeah. And then uh, Sheena goes, "You can be mean. Tell me like who you hate in this group. Like obviously Sheena's not going to run wild with that information." And then Allie doesn't take the bait. She just says it's not normal to be around your exes. She said this is a, a unique friend group. Then she lets Sheena know about how when she saw uh, Sandoval and Raquel dancing at the Abbey, what Katie said about the no rules, and then what James said about the open relationship, Sheena instantly just hears what Katie said. And she goes, that is disgusting that Katie <laughs> would ever imply that. It is absolutely, they do not have an open relationship. That is despicable that Katie would say that I would, I would text Ariana right now and tell on Katie if I could, but she's dealing with something. So I'm going to, when we go to the beach, I'm going to tell, um, uh, Sandoval, Sandoval immediately what Katie said. Yeah. yeah and then was I was like, like okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. She was like, she was like, there are two of my best friends. Like I would yes. like, I've, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Like she was like, she does not like to not be in the know, which also she seems to never be in the know. <laughs> no, no, she's so, she is so out of the drama of this season and she's on the wrong side of the drama of this season. <laughs> yeah. But I loved when she said, I'm going to go tell Sandoval immediately what Katie said. Cause I was like, yeah, I want to see the scene where you tell Sandoval to his face about this Abby rumor. Um, yeah. and, oh, we didn't, we didn't mention, I don't think we mentioned at the guest house with James and Lala that he invited everybody to the beach. Did we, did we just gloss over that? Oh. I mean, I know it's, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, it's not a big deal, but he just invites everyone to the beach. That's why we get this beach scene. So yes. I, um yeah. so yeah this uh basically the like Allie and um Sheena conversation is just for the crowd to just twist and turn in their seat with discomfort at how wrong Sheena is in her like <laughs> assessment of the Raquel and the whole situation. Yes. Yes. Uh Sheena Yeah, Sheena uh has the worst yeah, the the worst side, you know, in this whole thing, being Raquel's defender yeah. throughout, you know, this entire season. That that like that is the hardest for her to reconcile. And that's that's sort of the reason why she had such an outburst, you know, after Watch What Happens Live, I think, with Raquel. So Yeah, I mean I understand um, like that is like embarrassing uh, that she defended her so fervently, then for it all to be thrown in her face, that is embarrassing. 
Yes, very embarrassing. Anything else of note at this all seasons brewery scene, which was sort of, you know, oh, just func- functional? I'm chomping at the bit to get to Hermosa Beach. I'm chomping too, because then all I knew about the scene was that I was excited for James to throw a beer in Schwartz's face because I saw that, but I had no idea how much more visceral emotion and some pleasure I would get from seeing it actually happen and what caused it. It made it seem like I was watching it for the first time, despite me knowing this would happen at the beach. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you ready? Or are you ready to talk beach and, and Tower 12? Absolutely. Um, I just love that because they're a little late on this uh, trend and culture wise, but it does begin with a clear reference to Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I'm so glad you said yes. Gun. Yes, I said it too. No, it was Top Gun. It's Top Gun Maverick. They they recreate the song. They find a rip-off version of the song and they make it uh what sepia tone so it looks exactly like them playing football on the beach. Yeah. That yeah, was really was like, like I yeah, see what I, you I, did I, there. I'm, yeah, I've never gotten a reference. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. I thought I might be like making some some crazy like leap there, but the song, I listened to both the songs and it's it's a total you know, rip off of that song and the way they do it. it yeah, I, I love that. I love a Top Gun Maverick reference. That was so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And it's hilarious how bad at sports these boys are. Like, I feel like uh, Brock was like, come on, mates. Like, I bet all of his other Australian bros would be running circles around these other guys. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine them out there? They'd be like, yeah, beating everybody up and running around. <laughs> it was, they just, they show, they show uh, cut after cut of like Schwartz missing and James getting hurt and James falling. And it's just so, si- such a silly way to start this scene, you know? <laughs> yeah. James is like, stays on the ground for a while, like rolling around in the sand. He's yeah. like in a silly mood, but that will end soon. Oh yeah, he was being so silly. He was so happy to be at the beach. Him and Raquel have a um, a decent rapport, like a fine rapport. Raquel says, "Is that your speaker? That's the same speaker I have." And he goes, yeah. uh, "He goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's amazing, or whatever." And it's just like, so okay, boring. this is starting off. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was so boring, but it was. It was. It was starting off like fine and fun. Charlie meets Allie for the yeah. first time. Raquel and uh, Ali sit together. I was like, this is going well. Yeah. Oh, and then I was so excited because then after a little bit of time, the Don and Satchel arrived together. Yes. What were you uh, thinking when they arrived? I mean, it's like <laughs> Satchel's wearing his little checkered vans. That's his beach look. Um, yes. It was like the opposite of like Reservoir Dogs intro. It was like the worst group of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> you th- <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, I have the opposite take. I was so happy they were there. I was so happy to see the Dawn and Satchel arrive together. I was like, I love this. And for some reason, I didn't even think that this is going to be Satchel and Schwartz meeting for the first time, even though I've seen the scene, you know, forever. Yeah. I just had no idea. I, I didn't think about their interaction, you know. So that was that was just like a bonus on top of this amazing uh, scene for me. Yeah, for sure. Also, I just want to quickly say that we see Allie and Raquel's interaction, and they, you know, say they're getting along fine. But Raquel kind of like says something very passive aggressive, where she's like, "You'll learn your lessons in your own time." Which I'm like, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" If someone said that to me. <laughs> A, a, 
a full blown fuck you. I Raquel is trying to. She keeps thinking that she's warning everyone about James and specifically Allie. This is the tenth time she's tried to talk to Allie about James. The tenth time that everyone has tried to talk to uh, Allie about James. It, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, that was shocking. I, I forgot about that moment. That was wild to see her do that again. Yeah, it's like, um, dude, don't worry about it. Just mind your business. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, Schwartz uh, decides to let his thoughts be known about Satchel. He says, never in my wildest dreams would I ever dream up a guy like Satchel for Katie, which, you know, you're sort of on the side of that, right? I think most of America is. I I am excited to see you build your case in defense of Satchel when he's giving you nothing but less than crumbs week after week. No. Well, okay, well, nothing, to me, nothing is not negative. I obviously want to see him raise the bar from nothing, but so far I just cannot form an opinion on someone who has not said, you know, anything. But I, I just, I didn't like, I didn't like Schwartz saying that. It felt like if I was the new guy, imagine, I'm just imagining I'm Satchel and you cu- you come to a group and you're, the X is like, this is his group, you know? He he runs it. He's known them all for yeah. 12 years. And he's talking shit about his, like, looks or his appearance. I thought that was really offensive. And I didn't like... He he tries to talk to Katie very um, yeah. uh, naively or his fake innocently or whatever. Yeah. She's not having it at all. She says her hi, and then she's like, don't talk to me anymore. Uh, yeah. And then he says about how, like, he, he can't believe that Satchel would be curled up with his dogs. Like, that's the one thing he can't get over or whatever, which... yeah. Is another like, um, what's what's that called? Another like charming, like like oh, isn't that so cute? He cares like about the dogs more than his. Yes, manipulating. Yeah. They the chose a, a very bit. cute photo, though. Like I'm not um, buying into what he's saying, but they show a cute picture of. Did we decide if it's butters or butter? Uh, they uh, changed it's, the it's name. Still, it's still a complete mystery because uh, <laughs> Katie called him butter in this episode, and then they. Uh, captioned it butters so okay i think well, that i think the producers don't know what its name is yeah they showed a very cute photo of he had his paw his paws up like in front of uh schwartz's eyes and i was like that's just a cute photo anyways because i like those dogs but um yeah but yeah he was definitely well, trying to use them <laughs> two two satchel things uh really quick before i talk more about satchel first of all he does say where should we put our blanket and then he does say hi to uh, Schwartz when Schwartz instigates a hello. So there was oh. talking, but where should but, we? But that's put not a... our blankets. I think we should make some yeah. T-shirts. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. So I think that I, I yeah. But that's not still. I guess that's not enough for me to get a good read on him. But he did speak. Just so you yeah. know, it's interesting. I feel like um, that you're giving him the full new boyfriend treatment as if he's an alley or something like that whereas to me he's still very much like in a tertiary position similar to the dawn where it's like i don't anticipate seeing them for much longer yeah but i but the difference is i got a very good sense of the dawn and i love every (laughs) moment i i told you i need only like 10 sentences to be spoken before i have a full assessment of someone the dawn gave me 10 of the best sentences i've ever heard in my life and i am fully on his side forever but the dawn did not speak once the dawn did not speak once at the beach or tower 12 both satch and the dawn like 
were just sitting in silent horror as the following <laughs> the events to follow unraveled. I, I love, yeah, I, I, I couldn't have loved it more that Satchel and the Dawn were there to witness this entire thing. Like they were a part of history. I want to interview them so bad. I want Satchel. I want Satchel to come on our podcast because I want to just ask him about that scene, what he was feeling through those moments. Because I don't think him and Katie are dating anymore. Um, but yeah, but anyway, uh, Sheena. Sh- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Did you see the meme? Uh, Danny Pellegrino posted a meme. I think I sent it to you, but there's a photo going around right now of Timmy Chalamet talking to Martin Scorsese. And it says Satchel and Ken talking about Scandal. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I loved it. It was yeah, it was it was perfect. I mean, it, it was, was yeah, that was right that was amazing. Right on. Yeah, yeah. So before, yeah. So uh, there's still some like fun, good beach vibes. The one last like dip into drama before the James and Schwartz drama is that Sheena decides to confront Sandoval just like she said she would. And she's very nervous to talk about it. Very, very yeah. nervous. You know, you saw that. And Sandoval gets nervous. And she says, you know, the Abby rumor, basically. But she's she's fully cutting off Sandoval before he can even, uh, like, get out his rationale for it. She's, like, d- like, just so against Katie that she's barely even letting him speak. Did you get that sense? Yeah. She's, like, painting the picture for him. So he just agrees. Like, basically, he says one word. Like, so she goes over to him. He's smoking a cigarette in the background. And uh, she's Mm -hmm. saying, like, what she's heard. And then she goes, he goes, he's like, it's funny that you should say that. Like, he's really like, oh. And then uh, she's like, he's like, the. he basically says, like, this, you know, trial against Raquel is getting so intense. And, And then... Sheena just immediately agrees and it's like yeah now they're trying to bring you and Ariana into it like she just immediately yeah. is like it's a witch hunt yeah. it's a witch hunt and isn't, and isn't Katie the worst person in the world in all of history isn't this all about Katie and how awful she is it's like he's like yeah yeah it is it's all about Katie that's awful and he does say that like uh, he wouldn't bring Raquel to the Abbey and dance there um, if he was trying to be secretive which I would have normally agreed with because the Abbey is right next to Sir. There has never been more runoff in bars than Vanderpump Row to the Abbey. Yeah. They do all hang out there all the time. I've seen them there. So it you're right. It isn't a discreet place where you would dance with Raquel if something was going on, but you were and you did. Yeah. So that like yeah, that argument yeah. is so strange. If anything, it's um, like they're they're hiding in plain sight because it would be more suspicious yes. for them to go somewhere that felt weird. But if you're hanging out somewhere where you can say that and be like, why would I do it there? I feel like that's like lying 101 of like, do yes. it, you know, in the most obvious fashion so that no one will think twice. Yeah. But then Abby did think it was, or Allie did think it was strange <laughs> and she brought it up and then this got the whole like ball rolling. So yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. That scene made me a little like upset with Sheena just because she was giving him an out. She didn't even treat it like it was, at all, you know, of note and just just laid on the hate for Katie. And James got completely um, you know, he he it wasn't mentioned once that he called it an open relationship. They're just conflating right. what Katie said with what James said. Yeah. Um, you know what I yeah. was thinking during this? Uh 
I was thinking, Sandoval's a liar. Sandoval's a liar. Sandoval's a liar. <laughs> yeah, so, so good. He was lying. I mean, yeah, we see him lie. We see him straight up lie, like the worst ever, you know, this episode, Ugh. that confessional that we'll get to. Yeah, he makes the bad joke to Sheena about like having like a threesome or a whatever with her and Brock. And I'm just like, shut up. Like, yeah, not funny. Up. Who cares? Yeah, that was that was lame. Sheena <laughs> likes it though. That's Sheena's humor. She's like, well, I She's do like, love <laughs> making out with Ariana. Yeah. yeah. So then we get to what I think is the uh, one of the best fights in Vanderpump Rules history. I don't, I, I guess calling it fight is sort of like uh, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not like denote doesn't denote it enough, I guess. But it was like confrontation, one of the best confrontations I've ever seen. So yeah. it starts out very very innocuously with Schwartz offering James tequila. And he says, I don't know if you fuck with tequila. James says, only when I'm in Mexico. Which I took that to mean, I don't think James like is ready for a hard uh, liquor journey right now. Yeah. But he's, he, so he said a cool, not sobriety related reason for why he wouldn't drink hard liquor right now. That's, that was my read of it, which I yeah. thought that was like great. I thought it was the perfect thing to say a cool thing, you know, a cool thing to say. And it's, it's very innocent at that moment. But then Schwartz thinks that he's saying that he's going to Mexico to DJ. So it's a full misunderstanding of what that James said, make sense. but it, but an innocent. Uh, I, yeah. But it, he just, I think he just tuned out for one second. I really do believe that that, that was an innocent uh, misunderstanding Mistake. from Schwartz. Cause yeah. I don't think he can act. Yeah. I don't think he can act as well as he did. Um, so then J- James didn't even have to bring up, uh, him DJing at Imagine Festival because it was just such an organic uh, call call out to talk about yeah. it. James, I don't even think would have like brought this up. It was just that he fa- the fact that he talked about DJing in in Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so James then brings it up, and then Schwartz is sitting right next to Raquel, and he says that is a big deal, and he's sincere. He's being like so nice about it. Yeah. And then he says, "You think that's bigger than Rachella?" Right, like is that that's himself? What, yeah, yeah. He he could, but I wanted to ask you. Like, I wanted to break down this joke because I do think it was an innocent uh, joke. Do you think yeah. it was innocent? I think so. I yeah. I I don't think it was that big of a deal, but he certainly should be considering the fact that he did just make out with uh, James's ex fiance, um, who was the star of. Archella um yeah and like any normal person would probably know better than to make that joke but I yeah I didn't feel like um he had ill intentions it was like it was it was the worst like awkward joke you can make because he had just made out with Raquel that 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 uh um you know James got over it he's sitting next to Raquel while he says this joke I think he thought like yeah, it, it just, it did sound very, very uh, derisive and very offensive. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it, James was completely warranted in how he reacted to it. Because it, it did sound like, I just, I, I, he's so defensive now about all of these digs at him and about people not appreciating him that like, I, I felt like he was completely justified in his reaction to that joke. Yeah, it's kind of like the, like, 
definition of Schwartz just not thinking like that he should be held accountable for anything that he says or does like he thinks that nothing is a big deal ever like he's yes. like it's not a big deal like I was just kidding like not a big deal and I'm like yeah. okay but um when you're working with other people and their emotions and you're talking to other human beings uh and you hurt their feelings then maybe it was a big deal to them and you have to understand alternate points of view <laughs> yes yes Yes. So James immediately is going, is going, you know, big, funny joke. Ha ha. Great joke. Hilarious. Thanks for doing that. What a great joke. And Schwartz immediately knows he's like, bad joke. Sorry, bad joke. And I legitimately do think he. Yeah. James is just like getting more and more worked up. Like there was no stopping him. It was just already over. (laughs) Oh, oh, he was getting so heated. He's, he's going in his mind. He's going, he's going, (laughs) Like, what are you doing? I, I don't have all the, like, dialogue, but he was just, like, ramping himself up. You, he goes to his confessional, and he's like, why would you ever equate one of the best things in my life with one of the worst moments in my life? And then you get a peek into exactly what he's thinking. It's so justified. He is ramped up. And then I, I didn't see it, but apparently he poured out a little bit of half of his beer so it wouldn't be the full beer. And then he just cocks back, and he does the best beer throw I think I've ever seen in history. A perfect circle of beer hits Schwartz right in the face. Peter is next to him and he doesn't get a uh, drop on him. It was the yeah. perfect beer throw. <laughs> yeah, everyone is so then- shocked. Uh, we need to go into like a couple of the things that he says in this moment. So first of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. he go makes fun of Schwartz and Sandy's and he calls it um, a like strip mall bar uh, on the in the Silver Lake Poop Hole Village. <laughs> yeah, it was like I was like I was almost too shocked at what was going on that I can't even imagine I didn't recognize poop hole until someone texted me about it and I was like did he really really call it poop hole <laughs> like, we might it's like one of the shirts that say silver Lake poop yeah. hole village <laughs> I was I was saying that but Megan was saying no one would wear a shirt that says poop hole on it <laughs> But I was like, was he talking about Pooh? Was he talking about Pooh Bell? Like, you know, Pooh Bell That's is what right I there. Thought. That's yeah, what I it's thought. like because La, La Pooh Bell means trash can. Apparently, the trash yeah. can. So was he just conflating Franklin Village? Franklin Village is obviously a poop hole, hell hole. <laughs> I think his brain was was really formulating like a you know like the best crafty insults, and he was like, you said poop hole village, which is perfect. I mean, yeah, it's it was, so that funny. Was I mean, it like first of all, like uh, try like getting a house uh, in that area. It's very expensive. It's actually very nice, but uh, yeah, poop yeah, hole yeah, village so nice. was uh, so funny. And then um, he also um, fucking roasts Schwartz's engagement. That he's yeah. like, you got engaged at Rockin' Riley's on like Hollywood Boulevard, like fucking loser. <laughs> and I forgot that like I don't know if it's just in I feel like maybe at the time I thought that engagement was kind of cute, but in retrospect, like it's just like all the friends were there. It was just like, what is this? Like it in retrospect it's very well, funny. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Schwartz has all like he, he the bar is so low that people we were all stunned by that Rock and <laughs> Riley proposal. But I love that James brought that into the equation after calling his bar located in the in a whatever he said in shithole poopville village. Then he's making fun of his proposal. He's just like cutting him down to size so wildly. I also love when he said, "You hurt my feelings every time I see you," which is just so honest. Honest, you know yeah. what I mean? Just so honest. Like I, I just love that and then james is now just he is like he is like godzilla storming through the beach screaming <laughs> laying into schwartz schwartz tries to schwartz tries to save his dignity which anyone would do by saying i would I, don't do that again or i will do something bad to you and james runs right back over to him basically taunting him to do it like i, I yeah. really think james would have just beat the shit out of schwartz if he would have tried schwartz yeah. just sits there um, Schwartz, Schwartz got the beer off of his face, but he, he's, he's trying to be tough. He goes, I'm going to put you in a headlock and your last breaths will be asking me, please. And then, and then James goes, you couldn't put me in a headlock fat boy. I would run and get out of that in two seconds. I was like, this is the best. And it was one of those scenes where I couldn't even think about one moment because each moment subsequently was so good that you, I couldn't even focus on poop hole village. Cause all of a sudden Schwartz is talking about putting him in a headlock. It yeah. was, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. And then so he's good. like ranting about the engagement and how he wishes he could take it all back. He's like, I oh. wish I could take it all back. And it's like so sad yes. actually. And like, and then so you cut- sad you cut to satchel in the dawn and it's like crickets <laughs> they are like, like like wait for the video viewers let's just do what satchel and dawn are doing when they're looking over like, at, at at them they're like <laughs> yeah all of the reactions yeah I, i'm actually surprised that the cast had the good sense to just leave them to it because it could have gotten way wilder and more chaotic and, and less less powerful if one of them would have like tried to stop it they just let that thing breathe which i, yeah. I love it was you know? like a, a fire that like blew through very quickly because it essentially so sandoval tries to get involved as always saying the same yes. thing that schwartz said yes. where he wouldn't yeah. care if schwartz dated ariana which i'm like i'm sick of these examples it's me, disgusting me too. they're two single people they're two single people <laughs> he keeps saying that he has two things he says to justify this it's ridiculous yeah and i'm like that's actually very problematic that you both keep saying that you wouldn't care that you if the other Tom yeah. dated your longtime wife or and, girlfriend. And, and and then they panned to Schwartz and I like made a note like it was just so quick, but Schwartz is is utterly humiliated and devastated and his face <laughs> is sticky with beer and it is the saddest I've ever seen him. He is just sitting there with not a smile, a blank impression like uh, expression on his face. It's just pure like wounded uh yeah. ness that is going yeah. on. I-, I was like, I would almost feel bad if Schwartz hadn't been behaving like he was this whole season because it was very humiliating. <laughs> yeah. They also um <laughs> uh so then yeah, Sandoval, uh I don't remember I guess he kind of gets into it with Lala because Lala says like, yeah, I'm not surprised because you yeah. were fucking like Ariana while you were with Kristen. And then they show Sandoval admitting to making out with Ariana and they keep the entire iconic clip of him <laughs> saying that he made out in a pool with Ariana at the golden nugget. They have um, Saucy saying the golden nugget, that's a new low. And they have Sandoval saying, what are you kidding? I love that place. And I was like, 
they know that it's a fan favorite. We love that clip. Yes. Yes. As if this scene wasn't good enough, they decided to add the iconic Golden Nugget clip, which you and I have referenced like multiple times already. It was so good to see that buried within this scene. That was so fun. Yeah. yeah it, that was awesome. Oh, and I just want to say, I don't know if you'd bring this up. If you if you were, I'm sorry to cut you off, but Allie, I did not really, I didn't think Allie's behavior towards James was justified. I think I'm just so fully in defense of James right now. I did not like how Allie was not on his side. And he comes up to her and he says, I really would like you on my side. Like, <laughs> And she goes, no, you made a fool of yourself. Um, yeah. It was just a joke and you look like a fool. Like, Yeah, she's pretty yeah. mean to him, actually. Like, part of me likes it and, like, later she does it again. Um but like sometimes I'm very into the fact that she can stand up to him and, you know, tell him to like get over himself and stop, you know, being mm-hmm. the baby. Um, but yeah, it felt a little bit cruel. Um, I, you know. I, I, I found it to be, I, yeah, I found it to be very cruel. I felt like she had the wrong read on this situation. It's like, can't you tell or can't you at least step into James's shoes for a second? And the guy that just made out with his ex-fiance just made a joke at his expense about his proposal with his ex-girlfriend <laughs> right in front of him and compared it to him DJing at a huge festival. Like, can't you just... <laughs> see yeah. that a little I bit. I do understand the um maybe insecurity of having to hear over and over again that he is hurt by his ex moving on even though obviously this is such a messy scenario and they're forced to hang out constantly but like yeah I guess if I had a new boyfriend and all he was ever talking about was being He's been pretty, he hasn't even actually been, you know, he keeps getting dragged into it by others. But if the topic of conversation was always your boyfriend talking about his ex, I would probably get fed up pretty quickly. Yeah, fed up. But she has to know, like you just said, she has to know that this is the conditions of of this show. And the only reason James is constantly talking about Raquel is because he is forced to talk about her every time he sees her every other day. (laughs) You know? It's true. So that was, yeah. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) somehow Sandoval while he was being annoying also wrapped up this situation and made peace somehow because he tells uh James he's like Schwartz didn't mean anything by it he didn't mean anything by it and then something clicks in James's brain and he like gives Schwartz like a handshake and a side hug and I'm like what just happened in his mind it it was um he's still completely enraged it was a um trying to de-escalate in a way that made sense, but he's still fired up. He yeah. he says, he said, um, he said, oh, oh, you didn't mean it that way? Okay, I didn't mean to spill beer in your face like that. And he's, <laughs> so it's like, it's like a passive aggressive way to end this fight. Schwartz yeah. takes it like this is, uh, you know, over, <laughs> over or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, James still has steam coming out of his ears. I just felt like that was like, let's make it out of the beach alive, both yeah. you and I, you know? <laughs> oh um, my God. Any, I just... No, I'm just, I'm peeking ahead to my notes because the next part is also, you know, the next scene is so amazing. And I'm like, I think I have as many notes for the next scene as I have for the whole first part of the episode. Oh, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah. I, no, same here. It's, it's like you said, mine is like a script. Like it's like scene headings for everything. Um, yeah. So I just want to, before we take that walk with them to Tower 12, I just want to say, uh, what do you think Satchel's first impressions of Schwartz were based off this scene? <laughs> Probably not good. Uh, 
he is, you know, in his crooked glasses era. He's acting a fool. He's always wearing his dumbass little backpack. He's like yeah. the like quintessential guy who wears a backpack into his 40s. Like it's yeah. just like very funny to me for some reason that he's always like walking around with his little backpack. Um yeah. but Satchel seems very sedated. Uh yes. not a lot going on. <laughs> Has anyone though ever had a worst impression in front of their new their ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend in the history of television or in the history of the world? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, I did notice that when they, uh, I don't want to jump ahead, but, uh, uh, there is a transition here that happens between the beach and the tower 12 bar. And at one point when they're leaving, Lala says, let's go the dawn. Yeah. I loved that too. <laughs> let's go the dawn. I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought that was amazing. I also love, which this is, this is right now for the transition, but Katie and Christina Kelly and Lala were just planning to go with like Satchel and the dawn and they didn't expect the full group to follow them. That felt actually legitimate and yeah. real because they are such a, like a motley crew when they arrived that it doesn't seem like they thought this was going to happen. I loved that so much that this was just like a miscommunication that got them all to tower yeah. <laughs> 12 to together that was hilarious that was awesome. um yeah, so yeah. Then- i also like po- oh yeah go ahead no go ahead oh I-, I was just gonna say post beach vibes is such a distinct vibe when you're all like oh when you're all like out of it and sun phase and you go to a bar or whatever you're like in a completely different state of mind once you leave the beach and i love that we got to like see that at tower 12 oh my god i just yeah in all caps i wrote weird energy like everyone is yeah. like sun soaked and like drunk and just like yeah. like worked up yeah. and it's just like that was probably time the time to go home <laughs> oh totally totally it's like when yeah it's when you stay the extra couple hours that everything goes crazy katie specifically says that tower 12 has dark energy she specifically says it <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah so uh schwartz comes in and he's standing up and he goes hey you guys good <laughs> Like doing a check-in on everyone and no one like responds to him. And then he says, he says he's sitting down across from Satchel and Katie and he goes, hey guys. He goes, hey Satchel. He goes, you guys can say hi if you, if you want. And, and, and Katie's like, I already said hi to you. Satchel says hi. And Katie goes, I already said hi to you. I'm not saying hi to you anymore. It's like, why did he need their attention right then? Why did he ha- demand their attention? Pest mode. Pest mode. Totally. Totally. Yeah. He goes, we're hanging out. We're having, we're, we're hanging out. We're having a good time. I was like, you're having a good time. James just threw a full beer in your face <laughs> at the beach. Are you really having a good time? You know, that was like kind of an interesting question. You know, uh, that thing on um, TikTok when I feel like I usually see it on TikTok where if someone posts something about someone else or about something, a lot of the time the comments will be like, like, such and such watching this and it'll be like the two eyeball emojis and the lips like just like a little face like no i don't think i have seen that i don't i've never used that emoji before if you can imagine it's just if you typed the eyeball emoji the eyeball emoji and then drop down and there's the lips and it's just like a little weird face looking (laughs) like people use it on tiktok to be like so this that's so and so watching this like wow like and i feel like every time they cut to satchel i was just picturing the little eyeballs and lips emojis where he's just like sitting there like all right like yeah you have <laughs> yeah you have to send me that because i have to see that emoji but uh satchel again he just says hi back um you know to to schwartz but he says no other words he is just planted next to katie the entire time 
And then um, just just to just to finish this like very first part of Tower Twelve, which Tower Twelve gets so much more chaotic. But even the initial five minutes were so action packed. Schwartz takes that Katie thing where Katie says, "I don't want to say hi to you again. Why do we have to keep saying hi to you?" Which fully validated, Katie. That is exactly right. You don't need to say hi to him again because you moved to Tower Twelve. Then Schwartz goes to uh, uh, Sandoval under his breath and he goes, "Oh, she can really hold a grudge. I am so glad I'm not married to her. I am so happy I'm not worth with her. Good God, I do not miss her in any way, shape, or form." He like just went in because Katie wouldn't say hi to him. Yeah, I know. It, that was shocking to me. Yeah, it was just like, dude. Uh, God, is he? But that's like so. He was saying that shit while they were married too, and before. I know. Like he'd be like, I, I want to. I don't want to be with her anymore. I want a freaking divorce. Blah blah blah. So it's like at least they're not together anymore. <laughs> he he seriously he had Sandoval like as a shoulder to cry on for all of Katie's um uh, like all of his fights with Katie and Sandoval was always the person uh to say oh yeah she's totally in the wrong she's horrible. She's horrible. Yeah. She's horrible. This instance, you see this now in a new light, like we keep yeah. say- saying, where Katie's fully justified. And then you see how he talks to Sandoval about Katie. And Sandoval's like, yeah, man, of course. You know, <laughs> yeah, she totally sucks, like I always say. Yeah. 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 So, and then yeah. I thought this was so crazy that then all of a sudden, Schwartz, James, and Raquel are doing shots together. Like, yeah. what? I think it was just, I think it was just, you know, we need to get drinks, you know, obviously. So let's go get drinks. And those are the first three people that, that came up. And yeah, it just happened to be the three people that had a power, you know, powerful stuff to talk about. But Schwartz apologizes to James and James um, starts to talk about why he got so upset. But he's like, I don't want to talk about this in front of Raquel, which again, that makes sense. I don't want to be vulnerable or talk about my emotions with Raquel here. And she gets offended and she storms off. And then, they start to have like sort of a good scene, you know, talking and maybe some resolution is coming. And then Lala just really like kind of interrupts them completely. Yeah, She comes in like with hardcore energy, but then right before this, um, they cut to a confessional where James is like literally crying about like being like underappreciated and like whatever. And I was like, truly, he's like, just like, being very vulnerable and then he's crying and the end of his sentence is just honestly <laughs> yes yeah it, it was so sad I, yeah i can't i can't believe i forgot to mention that thank you for saying that he <laughs> he 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 fully validates why his reaction was that way and as we've seen throughout this episode they do dig at him and treat him badly so yeah. his reaction is even more justified to me when, i thought that was so sad sorry. and beautiful oh yeah no um, you okay sorry for one second yeah i just my headphones were being a bitch for a second, but we're back. Sorry. Uh, how do I sound? <laughs> Can you hear? Yeah, me? you sound you, you sound very good. Maybe yes. So maybe the video is just affected, but um, yeah. Let's let's continue on, and then we'll edit this out if like it messes up or whatever. But we're 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 where Lala decides that she wants to have a little piece of this James and uh, Schwartz drama, and she interrupts them. Yes. Um, she does a pretty good impression of Schwartz right off the bat. Um, she says he's like a basset hound with like his fingers in his mouth, like acting like, oh, like his aw shucks uh, routine, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I loved that. Yeah, they uh, they get into it. This is where we just start having the back and forth, the back and forth. Um, Schwartz, which again, the thing is, you know, 
putting aside the fact that a man shouldn't talk to a woman this way, they were going tit for tat. And I was like hooting and hollering. He calls Lala the personification of a sponsored post. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, 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 it, it was very reminiscent of the time that he calls Sheena a bootleg Kardashian when he just fully yeah. goes in on Sheena that one time with Katie. He went into that mode completely and he, they were hurling it at each other. Perfect. He said yeah. she's the corniest person in the world, which I love uh, the insult corny. I thought it was yeah. great. How many times? And James goes, not true, which yeah. was awesome. He's defending he was Lala. I love that. that. Um, and then he goes, yeah. give them Lala. Who the fuck is Lala? Who cares? <laughs> I'm a thousand times the hu- human being you will ever be. You never hear him say stuff like that. He was no. like fully going yeah. nuts on her. You're corny. Then, He's <laughs> Yeah. The final one is the one that's too far. He goes, go get some more Botox and plastic surgery, which, you know, he could have stopped just shy of there and I would have been LOLing. But that one, you just... Don't go there. Yeah, he also broke the fourth wall and called her a bootleg housewife. Yes, that made me laugh. And then uh, Lala's like, you're broke, you're a loser, you're 40 years old, look at yourself. And they're yeah. going back and forth. And she's saying, you know, she her pedestal to stand on always is what she's been going through with Rand. She says, like, what I've been through in the last year would put you in a grave. And then he makes fun of, you know, whatever her business. And then she automatically brings any shit talk of her business or basically any part of her life as an insult to her daughter directly, which means you can never say anything to her about anything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's always the the last straw or people try to pretend it's the last straw. You're taking food out of my kid's mouth, which you could almost make any insult that you ever receive equate to how you can't feed your children anymore. I felt like that was sort of a, just a, a, a cop out. It's like he's not l- literally trying to affect your business. You know, you can't really say that. But yeah, that's the yeah. last straw always for people. And then he has um, to be yeah, like... Th- He's like, you're a great mom. You're a great mom with like a chicken wing, like in his mouth. Like he just like yeah. never stops eating. <laughs> and, and yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, well, nothing else will happen anymore. You know, we just saw two huge fights back to back. This is obviously insane. And then it just doesn't stop. <laughs> it, yeah. it, they go, okay, well, let's get one of the famous um, Tower 12 151 floats that they have that's served in like a big bowl or whatever like what was that drink oh my god it looked amazing i love getting those like big shared like tiki bowls when i go to tiki bars and stuff like that so i was excited to see that um but i just wanted to point out one quick thing before we get to the uh, of course of course go Um, yeah go so when schwartz is rounding out he rounds out his fight with lala sandoval comes around and he goes like he said, she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is. Sandoval says, well, it's not her real name. So that's a start for a therapist. And all I was thinking was Raquel, Rachel, mm-hmm. Raquel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was, that was, that was talk about corny. I was like, Sandoval, God, I did. Were you always this lame? And I just like valued you so much like higher or just is humor is landing like a thud every single time. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. That was um, so lame of him. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So James orders this, like, scorpion bowl or whatever the hell. He 
Allie kind of like hands him the straw and it like ricochets like booze or whatever into his eye and he gives the most like homer simpson scream like i literally watched it like 10 times because it was so funny i haven't heard a human being make that sound like in my entire life like it's so funny it 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 was so funny he 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 screamed which you're right i've never heard him scream i've never heard anyone scream like that i've never about rolls and then i loved his alley like I, I, he just like he, he couldn't help but like scream her name, and I and I saw it. They tried to say it was water or whatever. That straw, that straw dunked in both things. He got one fifty one in his eye. You don't scream yeah. from water. They're trying to. That's what... they're, they're again. They're trying to dismiss his feelings. Like he probably <laughs> yeah. got one fifty one in his eye. I know why they kept being like the waitress said it's for decor, and I was like, what does that even mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like. What are you yeah, saying? Yeah, you know, we put 151 all in a float and then we pour a little bit of water on the top so you have water pouring into your drink. It makes no, no sense. It was it was 151. He wouldn't have, Yeah. <laughs> he and, runs around yeah. the corner. He like eats shit on the way to the bathroom. It's like so dramatic. Sandoval's like chasing after him, which again, I will say Sandoval, when he is on your side, is very supportive. He was the only one that was listening and believed him that it was 151. I think he's the one that told him it was 151. Yeah, he goes, 151 in your eye? Dude, 151. Oh, that would hurt so bad. Like, yeah, he was actually running after him. Then James has to come back humiliated after screaming and after saying Allie yeah. at the top of his lungs. And he's like, sad. He goes, Allie, I noticed I heard you laughing when I went into the bathroom, which that is so, so When I was sad. calling for you. Yeah, I wrote yeah, down. And then she goes, um, yeah. I wrote down. Omg, Ali Savage. <laughs> Savage. Nobody wants to make you watch you make a fool of yourself in front of all of his friends, saying that he got water in his eye and not one fifty one. Like, damn, Ali, you did him so dirty this episode. Like, he oh he, he and he, even he has to say, oh, this is karma for how I treated Schwartz. Like, that was not your karma. You were just like you're being mistreated by your friends. Yeah, that was sad. Um, And then somehow it gets, again, Lala and Raquel talking about, um, you know, about whether or not Raquel is a mistress or whatever. Sheena uh, Sheena brings that up. Sheena wants a piece of this iconic Tower 12 episode. That's how I read it. She wants a little taste of what she can bring. So she decides to bring up the storyline of Oliver. And she just says, do you think that... Raquel, if she had known that she asked all the right questions about Oliver, and Lala goes, yeah. She goes, I know. Yeah, I know. It's not a big deal. Whatever. Yeah. And then Raquel wants to ask Katie, <laughs> you know, if, if she's fi- finally going to be back in her side. And Raquel says, I don't think that making out with people considers me a whore. She says, that one, you hear that, that part? That one hurt to watch. Her yeah, basic grasp on the English language can be a struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love though. I love that uh, Lala says what the audience is thinking, which is what the fuck is in the air today? Yeah, yeah. She was like, "This is insane! Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this place is like it felt like they were in like the Twin Peaks bar. Like, I was like, yeah, what? It, it yeah, you're exactly right. It was like they uh, a portal opened up at the beach, and they're in an alternate universe at Tower Twelve. I, I have to ask, and you don't have to say yes right away. But when I don't have COVID, and I and I show you a multiple negative tests. Do you think we can all go get a Tower 151 thing at Tower 12? Yeah, totally. And also I'm thinking 
if we'll be in the South Bay, we can visit the turtles. Tuffy oh, I want to see that Stella. too. Imagine. Imagine when we have photos seeing our turtles, our beloved namesake turtles, and then we go get a 151 float. Yeah, that would be it. so nice. I'm into it. Okay, cool. And I'm on my final page and a half of notes. We're like yeah. winding down. How are you at in your notes? Me too. Yeah, this is my, we're like, um, yeah, I have like half a page left. Um, my next note is Sandoval on one pest mode. Yes. Pass mode wants a piece. He he's unhinged. He's he's bedraggled. He's sun soaked. Yeah. He he wants a little bit of this. He, yeah, he wants was, a piece of this. I was imagining how his sperms looked in this moment, and they were not looking good. <laughs> oh, the morphology of them. The morphology was whack right now. He was wasted. The, the doctor. <laughs> The doctor goes, how did you go from 4% morphology to 1% morphology in two days? He's like, Tower 12, baby. <laughs> Tower 12, that'll morph the shit, that'll morph the shit out of your sperm. <laughs> um, yeah. He, yeah, he's like not making any sense. He's like a demon. He's like in demon mode. And then they cut to back to his cha-cha outfit in his confessional. And they straight up ask him, like, have you hooked up with... Raquel and he gets into such a tongue twister trying to weasel his way out of this question or just answer it in such a weird roundabout yes. way that it like yes. completely caves in like you're like what is yes. wrong with you he, at the at the start of his sentence he can't even finish his sentence because he doesn't even know how he got to how he said it the answer is no <laughs> if, if you're trying to lie and then the way they have it they don't add any, any music to it so you can actually hear like the ambient background noise <laughs> they left that scene completely quiet i loved it oh my god um, and then yeah. well they, they, yeah well he's sitting next to uh, for some reason he's sitting right next yeah. to satchel and he's sitting <laughs> next to Katie. and then we're at the mid-season trailer scene which i didn't even know that we were getting there oh. the iconic scene where he's flailing around talking about the abbey and being pushed i was like oh my god that's the mid-season trailer scene and he goes he katie goes to raquel uh she's like I was I was dismissive of you because I I didn't like you because of what you do with Schwartz and and, and you didn't prove to me that you're di any different than that. It Sandoval go, goes oh right in front of Satchel right next to Satchel he goes oh so we have to prove stuff to you huh? <laughs> and dude, Satchel is just sitting Satchel's just sitting in the middle of them and he has he's just like you said he has absolutely no <laughs> expression. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't get. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't smile. No. He he has no emotion to what is going on. He's offline. <laughs> offline. Satchel has left the building. He said nothing at the start, and he'll say nothing at the end. And Sandoval is in full-blown philosopher indignant mode for the rest yeah. of the night. He is like, I am the smartest man on earth and you shall listen to me. <laughs> he stands up and he is just ranting about Katie and Schwartz and what he saw as the problem in their relationship. I mean, you you, you probably have some. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, moments. I wrote down, uh, I don't even know what Sandoval is trying to say about their divorce and their relationship because I'm like yeah there's plenty to say about the way they treated each other or whatever but I don't even get the point he was trying to make he was saying that when Schwartz talks about their divorce and relationship he says that he's sad about it and that he wishes that he could have avoided it but when Katie talks about it she says I didn't have a choice so I guess essentially he's trying to say that Katie blames Schwartz for the divorce like she gave him no which... choice which like is true but like 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't hit. It doesn't hit hard at all. It no. doesn't make the case of anything. Yeah, yeah. Schwartz was so bad. It got to the point where Katie couldn't do yeah. it anymore. I wrote <laughs> That's down, all you're saying. And yeah, I wrote down battered wife 2.0. Like it was giving him yeah. being like he's a battered wife. Like he just gets so outraged, yes. and it's like, what are you even yes. talking about? <laughs> But not nearly as iconic, not nearly as powerful. Nothing about it like was good. It it was like a um yeah a, an interpretation of that scene. Same like instance of him doing it, but it just just did not come off well. Katie accurately says that this is deflection. That he's deflecting yeah. like crazy right now at anything <laughs> he can grab onto to escape the rumors. And then I always wondered who pushed. Oh, oh this this hasn't come up yet. But he says you shouldn't be with someone. To Katie, he's this is his philosophical. Uh, philosophical moment. This is his smartest man you've ever known in your life moment. You yeah. shouldn't be with someone for who you want them to be. Be with them for who they fucking are. And that's what's up. And he <laughs> stands up. He thinks that they're going to cheer. I wish the cheering thing on this soundboard would work. <laughs> he thinks they're all going to cheer. And then he stands up. He leaves. James pushes him. And I didn't know it was James because someone pushes him oh, in the right. season trailer. And that's James's arm saying, sit down. Okay. And Sandoval walks away. And then that was it. And then Katie just goes, so profound. You are yeah. so profound, man. What a what an amazing thing you just said. Yeah. To- totally making fun Which of him. You know that in his head, he was like, Raquel thinks I'm profound. Like, fuck you. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm going to yeah. go home tonight and she's going to tell me how profound I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that exact same thing to her. Where is she right now? Where is she at Tower 12? I'm going to tell yeah. her what I just said and she's going to love it. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then... I mean, we can, that was amazing that, that, yeah, I, there's so much happened, so much to talk about, but it immediately goes into the next time on, which is even more amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, it's like, it's like, how much of this can you guys take? Because you were giving you everything in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Schwartz makes a joke right up front saying that Raquel has a type and they kind of are like, he goes, Brock and Tom, like, watch out. And then they go, what's his type? And he goes, men who are taken. And you're like, ooh, like, we're talking about it. And then I'll let you cover, but a very little scene icon comes in and drops a bomb. And it's the best (laughs) shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it was so good. So after a couple of scenes where you're like, I know Vanderpump Rules. These are some of the scenes. I mean, this is great. I can't believe this is happening. But then all of a sudden, it's like, we're at Villa Rosa. And Ken comes in. It's like, what's Ken going to say right now? And I, I forget his exact quote, even though I've seen it a hundred times. He goes, I can't believe that Tom Sandoval was alone with Raquel all night in a jacuzzi. And then he goes, okay, goodbye. I got to go now. Marky. And then he just leaves and he just drops a bomb. And Katie is going, what? He goes, what? He literally is beaming. Yeah. I haven't seen him this yeah. like lit from the insides like yeah. in like 10 years he's like sandoval he's like he <laughs> stayed she stayed over all night while ariana was away like i oh, was yeah, literally right, right, like right. screaming yeah. <laughs> me too it was so crazy ken just like is lit up with this gossip he loves it he's telling the kitchen what he learned it was so funny did you watch more because i had to watch a little bit more did you watch any more of the seven minutes they released no, I usually don't because I, I don't I'm want to either. I didn't want to either. It, but is there more yes. of Ken on there? 
Yeah, so I, I also like to savor it, but I wanted to make sure that that wasn't a joke because I thought maybe Ken was kind of like making light of Katie and all of them stirring up these rumors. So he thought he was going to come in with a bombshell that he thought everyone would like because he had a sort of a jokey, silly vibe. So I was yeah. like, is he just trying to like stir up a little bit about this new Tom and Raquel rumors? Yeah. But it turns out that in the seven minutes that we see, and I only watched a little bit of it. I, so if you, if you don't want to be spoiled, like this is the time to stop. But... Um, Raquel comes late to her shift at Sir and tells Lisa what she was doing and why she's late. And it's because her and Schwartz, apparently, and Sandoval all got really drunk and were hanging out in the hot tub at the house and she had to sleep over at his house. And this is while Ariana is gone. Well, you know, at her grandma's funeral or whatever. So Lisa had this knowledge and Lisa must have told Ken and then Ken comes back into the room telling Katie so that Katie finds out. It's kind of crazy. I love, that's like a stroke of genius for if the producers are the ones that wanted him to yeah. come in and mention it because Ken, such a surprise. Like I never it in was. a million years would have thought that like he's the one that would like drop the tea. And like uh, yeah. maybe that's where the... um you know, there's been so many different variations of a threesome rumor. So like that scenario would make sense for why people were joking about the Toms having a threesome with Raquel. Yes, because of this, yes, because of this hot tub uh, uh, scenario. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it seems like it's just going to keep getting better and better. I did not know how many of these episodes were actually going to address Scandaval. That has been the biggest pleasant surprise for me Mm -hmm. so nice like yeah yeah so it's amazing it's all good it's getting better and better this was a masterpiece a beautiful amazing episode oh my god yeah it was so good and then we don't have to get into it because we've exhausted our audience but if anyone hasn't yet watched uh james on watch what happens live it was one of the best (laughs) things i've ever seen he is so insane he talks a mile a minute he is spinning in his chair, those like clubhouse chairs that swivel. He's spinning in them the whole time. His mom is in the audience. It's really funny. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was it was perfect. He is the perfect uh, he is the perfect guest for Watch What Happens Live because it's so quick uh, paced and and requires some quick wit. And he was just shooting it off like crazy. Everything he said was was great. All the games he played, he was so good at it. It was yeah, it's worth definitely watching watch what happens live this week he was the best guest that could have been on after that episode yeah i'll uh because the episode was so good i'll forgive him for not showing up to see you next tuesday this week because he was in new york yes yeah yeah so amy and i were going to go see james and see you next tuesday this week but i guess he was a last minute addition and so he had to race to new york but i'm actually happy because i have you know, I got COVID and so I wouldn't have been able to go. So it was, I mean, you know, silver lining, I guess, because I wouldn't have wanted to miss that. But yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I was actually, (laughs) sorry. Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. You go ahead. I was just going to say I was relieved because I was like, well, that's one less night of binge drinking in my week. So actually that's fine. But yeah, I know. I wanted to see it. Yeah, but also I was a little relieved too at just the amount of partying and, and energy we'd have to expend, um, you know, there. Um, yeah, so any anything else we need to talk about? Should we just do our, our you know, closing arguments of, of, you know, how much we love our little turtles and how sweet they all are? 
Yeah. Um, again, we love all of your comments. Your reviews have been so sweet. But if you haven't yet, uh, rate and review because I think that really helps get our name out there, especially now that there's a rival turtle time. We have to get our numbers up so that people will find us. Yeah. And it helps our SEO to have all those reviews when you search turtle time that it's not Ramona and Avery just paying the search engine to show them over us. We we need that organic, beautiful traffic from all of your reviews. And we love you so much. And exactly. Uh, and let us know if you you know loved this this episode. I hope we did this episode of Vanderpump Rules justice. I mean, obviously, Amy and I were so pleased by this episode. We loved it, and we hope you liked enjoying or listening to us <laughs> talk about it. Yes, it was so awesome. And I will get a quick plug in that you will see on social media as of. Uh, Today, we have a bunch of fun merch available in our Etsy shop. And if you are a patron of our Patreon, you can get a discount code we posted there. So if you're not, it might be worth it for you to join just in time to get some fun stuff that you can only get from us. Uh, I can't wait to be swagged out. And that does include the once limited, now available Argentine Beef Week t-shirts and sweatshirts. This thing is no longer a rare piece of merchandise that Amy and I dug up out of the uh, Sir dumpster and tried to recreate in a limited time period. We now have figured out a way to keep Beef Week alive for as many years as people want to buy it. So now it is mass available to anyone on the Turtle Time uh, Etsy store, right? That's what we're calling yes. it, Etsy store. Yes. Um, yeah. The link is in your bio, our bio. You can find it. Uh, I... I'm so excited to have our beef army out on these streets. Yeah, yeah, I love it so much. I am going to wear my Grigio girl hat. I really love that. I mean, not to toot our own horns, but I really want that tan Grigio girl hat. I can't wait to wear oh, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually yeah. like LOLing that I didn't even think about. I just organically really do love Pinot Grigio and it's like my thing for real and then I just realized how enraged Ramona is going to be when she realizes that we have turtle time Not merch only. and Pinot Grigio merch yeah well she, yeah well she cannot stake a claim on all of Pinot Grigio you no, know guess that's what? not fair at all guess what I've never been able to find or buy Ramona Pinot Grigio I've tried yeah, and I also don't even asso- I, I don't associate her with that anymore. I know she talked about it all the time, but I, that's not the first think a, thing I think of when I think about Ramona anymore. So we've moved past that culturally. Um, yes. But anyway, we we love you so much. Uh, I do. I mean, we do have a Patreon. If you're not a member and you want to hear us recap Vanderpump Rules from the start of the series with all of the hindsight that we have now, it's it's sort of fun to listen and, or for us to listen, you know, and watch these episodes with a new perspective. It's been kind of fun. So that's available on Patreon. But yes. anyway, you don't have to do that. <laughs> if you can't get enough of us at an hour, no, two hours and 30 minutes in, we have much more for you over there on those bonus episodes. Yeah. So you can hang out with us all day, every day. Um, and you can also watch on YouTube. We have them there. And then um, for our patrons, we are gathering uh, our fun bonus content, including the Tipsy Turtle Club, which more to come on that. Yes. And um, yeah, now if you'll excuse me, once we I'm done having COVID, Amy and I are going to go to Tower 12 and document the entire experience. We'll give you all a tour of where all these iconic moments happened. Yeah. We'll maybe go to the beach where the fight happened and we'll do a full video for, you know, we'll see if the Tower 12 still has the dark energy that was encapsulated by the Vanderpump Rules crew. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Well, 
well, we beat our longest episode. Uh, this is just now. Now it's like you can turn it off. We don't have you don't have to listen to us anymore. <laughs> but Amy and I just beat our personal record of two hours and thirty minutes with two hours and thirty two minutes. So we are now officially longer than the movie Contact. I'm gonna find out what movie is. Uh, two hours and 32 minutes, possibly 33 minutes. And then that is our new record. Amy, how do you feel about that? Dude, I, I can't wait till we have a four hour. <laughs> We're going to have a four hour. I- Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I'm so bought this. I should have turned my phone off. I'm getting lit up with messages. It's like something happened in the Vanderpump Rules universe. I'm going to have to figure out what happened, but uh, I hope it was nothing bad. But anyway, um, we, yeah, no, it's, I'm sure it's normal, innocent stuff, but we love you so much. We can't say that enough. Amy and I love you. I love you so much. You are the best part of having this podcast. You all are so sweet. Thank you for listening. We love you. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> this one.